1: What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void. Horror podcast, that's right. You have ended in the place that you should have been the whole fucking time we started.
2: Well, it's like an infinite loop. You know what I mean? Like, they've gone through the loop. They think they're going out, but they're coming in. Yeah,
1: that's like, just when you thought you could get away from these assholes, you're brought back into their void. (laughs) Sucked in like a fucking... No, I'm just kidding. All right. Getting all passionate about that shit. But yeah, guys, we got a really great show for you this week. We're going to be doing a special podcast... Uh, we say that every week, but it's—they're all special. They're like snowflakes. Right, it's
2: like the Johnny Carson show. We yeah. have a really good show for you tonight. Yeah, a really big a, show. We
1: got a really great show for you this week. Uh, today we got—we're uh, <laughs> going to be talking about two movies: the original Blob from 1958, and the one 30 years later, The Blob, 1988. One of the most impressive special effects movies that have ever been made. Oh yeah, right up there with to the you know the thing and the fly. Oh right. yeah. Also, we are going to be doing something with our friends, the Grave Plot Podcast. If you guys have never heard of them, you should check them out. Give them some love. I put a link to their web address below, and you probably see me pump their profiles like crazy this week. So be sure to check them out and add them. Also, our bad, we fucked up. Yeah, we're we're sorry, guys. We literally. I'll explain the situation here. Tell us. So, last week when we recorded for the episode, we said that we were going to be doing the contest this week, but we had forgotten <laughs> that we were going to be doing an episode with the Grave Plot podcast that we've been planning for several weeks. And I'm all over the place. So, I want to say we are sorry. It, it's
2: all the sambuca we've been drinking.
1: Literally today, we rushed out to get a C and say. Patrick went to the fucking thing to before he came over to get a C and say. And we're talking about that we're going to be doing the grave plots segment with the grave plot podcast for grave plotception. And we were like, wait, oh yeah, we're supposed to do the grave plots of the contest winner. We're like, derp, right? This whole day. That we came in to to get everything prepared. We we even hung out yesterday to be prepared, and everything in the fucking world went wrong today. <laughs> God, it really did. Fuck, man. Like so, like at the last minute, we're like getting ready for the gray plot guys to come on. My fucking I forgot that I had to get the, uh, the splitter, the splitter for our audio, so that Patrick could hear them talk and me talk because I don't have it running through our board. So then I went to the store, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the biggest electronics store because they got to have it. This is my best shot in such a fucking, like, 10-minute hurry. Literally,
2: electronics is in the name.
1: Right. Yeah, so I go and I look for this, like, quarter-inch splitter, which is, like, the big plug, kind of like the big headphone jack that you guys might know. And I go to look for it, and I couldn't find it. So I started getting irritated, and I go over to the guy. I'm like, all right, last-ditch effort.
2: Which, but this guy looked like a fucking useless pile of shit, by yeah, the way. Yeah,
1: he's just leaning up against the fucking kiosk, sort of where the computer is. Almost like he was checking his email or on Facebook. Right. And then he's just sitting there like, It's been a boring day. And so then I come up with something for him to do. And he's like, I was like, hey, man, uh, do you have like one of these? It's the not the eighth inch. I need the quarter inch splitter. And he was like, no, nah, you probably should just check like Guitar Center or something. I was like, oh, okay. So I went back to the aisle to figure out another solution. He didn't come over to help me or anything. I was ready to punch the guy. So I was like, I took the little piece that I had, I threw it on the ground. I was like, well, they don't care. (laughs) Why should I? Why should I? Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, in a little while, we'll let you guys hear the Grave Plots segment of the Grave Plot podcast that did it with us. It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, dude. The guys Uh, are badass. Definitely want to check that out and stick around for that. Uh, Also, like we said, we're going to be doing the contest the next week for sure, 100%, will not lie to Mm. you, punch me in the face, I'm sorry. I blame Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) Why me? You're a fucking asshole, Patrick, that's (laughs) why. Damn it.
2: (laughs) You know, my mom said to be the best thing I'm good at, and I'm going to be the best goddamn asshole I can be. (laughs) So uh, what have you been up to this week? Oh, not much. Uh, pretty much just straighten up the house, and uh, I found out yesterday that I'm going back to
1: Vegas. Oh, my God. Yeah, baby. You guys, you think there's some air of mystery about this place, right? Right. A lot of people that live in Vegas are like, "Yeah, Vegas. <laughs> but everybody and the reason why is because everybody that comes to Vegas is like gonna buy me some money, i gonna hassle Driving out in convertibles like you. They're like these fucking jerkers. We're
2: flying this time, which I am I fucking deathly afraid of flying. I hate it. I don't like oh it. Oh my god, get
1: over it, man. Nope. Humans were meant to fly. No. <laughs> Never. Just flap your arms really hard and wish. Like, I
2: really hate when, like, you come in for, like, when you approach the landing and, like, they take the, you know, the power out of the engines. It yeah. just feels like the planes just going to just fall out of the I'm sky. I'm pretty
1: sure that by the time you're about to land, it'll roll over and bust into flames. You're going to feel like an <laughs> asshole if that really happens. Oh, fuck you. Don't say that. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll be like, well, I guess I'm Nostradamus. <laughs> Who's going to be the next co-host? I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding uh as far as i'm concerned uh i have been just well you got some sweet shit in the mail today. yeah i did get a lot of dude for, i'm not trying to bring up my fucking birthday but i got some shit in the mail today <laughs> for my birthday which you know it took a week to get here see he just likes to bring up his Shut birthday Shut the fuck up i knew you're gonna say that you're so special it Alex. came in the mail today but i got the house collection guys and I'm super excited about it. I was like, oh, God, please don't be region blocked. You know, because I heard that the first two discs were not region blocked. It was region A and B. Right. Uh, region 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. But, because it comes with a DVD and Blu-ray, you know. But... The other two movies, part three and four, the horror show and part four, Repossessed, I checked and I popped it in my Xbox. This is all I'm I'm telling you what the facts are, okay? I popped in the two version or part three and part four into my Xbox in the United States and it played fine. So, if you've been debating whether or not to get the collection instead of the two, get it. If you have an Xbox. Yep. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I could try it on another... I'll give you guys an update on the social media if you guys want to know. Or if you're still going to wait, I'll let you know. I'll try it out on a Blu-ray player. But Other this was than... an
2: Xbox One, by the way, too. Yeah, Not... I
1: bought, I played it on an Xbox One. I don't know that that really makes a difference. Right. But I will say, the only reason I have concern about it is because some of the DVDs that I have that are in different regions than the United States or, you know, North America... right. Uh, they do play. So I have some DVDs that would never have played anywhere else that huh. do play on the Xbox. So that's my only concern. Right. I have an Xbox One. It works for me. It's all I give a fuck about. But I'll I'll let you guys know if I find out if it plays in the Blu-ray player just the same. So, But other than that, yeah, I really haven't been doing too much. Just been working on the podcast behind the scenes. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, we never Shocking have anything cool to say, huh? I know, right? It's you just, just like, oh, yeah, out. cool. Why do you guys even talk about your stupid life? It's pretty <laughs> fucking boring. Why don't you just fucking get on with the news? All right. All right. Well, I guess I think it's that time. Horse Shots! got a treat for you. Yeah, get your shot glasses out. Pull down your panties. Open your jolly holes. Yeah. <laughs> Bend over. It's time to get jacked by the horror shot. <laughs> or actually, it's going to be us getting jacked. Fuck. So, since we're going to be talking about the blob, the original and the remake that uh, we love, we decided that we were going to do some sort of combination. Now, originally, just to be honest with you guys, we had planned to do jello shots. Uh, that didn't happen.
2: <laughs> yeah, I didn't leave here yesterday till late. So yeah. it's like I was gonna make them, but Pat- I, yeah. I,
1: Patrick is to blame for everything. Yeah,
2: this, I will take blame for this one, guys. <laughs> but uh, I, I really did have a cool idea. I was gonna get a Jello mold. I kid. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> we're we're well, creative this...
1: individuals. We found a way to make a blob shot. I don't know the name that we're necessarily gonna call it. Maybe we're just gonna call it a chunky blob or blood red blob. What about blobby blob? <laughs> Blah blah, blah, blah. Sounds like a, yeah, we're not interested. blah blob. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a shot. It's kind of blah No, it's we're gonna call it what? A muddy blob, a bloody blob. What about bloody blob? Bloody blob. Bloody blob. All right, let's do it. So the ingredients that we're gonna be using today: half a shot of vodka. Almost just shy of a half a shot of Bailey's Irish cream. Maybe a little less than half. You want that red to really shine through. Right. Then, grenadine syrup we're using. So just any grenadine, really. We also have... Some chunky stuff. Some blood red grapefruit mm. that we mashed up with the juice, and we're going to put that in our shot. It's cool because the little fibers look like little tentacles. Yeah, it kind of looks like the uh, remake. It's very bloody. A little blobby. So, what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and take a heap of helping, or just a little bit of... No, give me a heaping. You want a heaping? I want a heaping helping of that. You're going to gag on this shit, dude, and puke. I, I hope, I wanted to attack me like a blob, dude. Alright, guys, so what I'm doing is I'm putting in some of the mashed up grapefruit into the shot cup first. Let me see how much you put in mine. It's the same. Give me... Yeah, that's more like it. There you go. Now we're going to go ahead and fill up the shot about halfway with vodka. Vodka. Now you're going to want to put the Baileys on top and then pour the grenadine on top. So you drizzle in some of the Baileys and you'll see that it actually submerges below the vodka. You don't need to stir it. It does it underneath it. It'll become cloudy. All right. Now... Now we got all those ingredients in there. We're going to go ahead and, and pour the rest. Fill it up to the top as much as you can with the grenadine. Give it that blobity color underneath. To the brim. So it's like the vodka floats on top of this, by the way. This almost, you know what this kind of reminds me of? Of like the golden child. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: like the little oatmeal. Yeah, or whatever. they had the
1: oatmeal and then the blood's underneath it. Right. Like that's what this
2: kind of looks like. Say, I I I I want the knife. I, I <laughs> want the
1: knife. Now. <laughs> Please. All right. All right, bring it in. So, uh, to a uh, fucking great episode, eh?
2: Yeah. All right. Open your flip-flops.
1: Oh god. I almost puked. I seriously almost puked. Don't chew on it for Christ's sake. I almost puked, dude. Me too.
3: I'm
2: still holding it back.
1: To it back, baby. Ooh. Oh, I was...
2: dare you motherfuckers out there yeah, to try I d- this. I
1: dare you. God, dude, that was bad. Yeah, so bad. It's not even the taste. It's just the texture. And with the with the taste as well. that It's that cream. <laughs> No, the cre- it didn't taste bad. It's just the texture of the fucking grapefruit that's all floating around, flip flapping around in your fucking throat. Oof. Dude, it it I almost just immediately projectile vomited. Yeah, I dare you guys. Ugh. yeah. If you're of age, twenty-one or older, or eighteen, if you're in you know, like a country that allows you to drink at that age. I dare you motherfuckers to drink this. Do a double shot. Make us proud. And make sure you put a heaping yeah. helping
2: yeah, of we put grapefruit in there. We
1: put at least about a half a teaspoon or about a about a teaspoon a tables, of yeah. well, mine looked like a tablespoon. No, spoon. it was not a tablespoon. Maybe spoon. half a tablespoon. It was like it yeah, it's like it's like maybe a teaspoon. Maybe. Maybe. But anyway, guys. That's it for horror shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my body's still reeling in horror from that.
2: <laughs> I still got some like, stuck underneath my
1: tongue. I don't know why you even try to chew it, dude. You and Mike, dude, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know. We Mike would take the most disgusting shit and swish it around his mouth like he's doing some fine Chianti. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? You gotta, you gotta taste the tannins. You know? Yeah, what I mean? no, you're supposed to swallow it so you don't puke. <laughs>
2: Hey, that just makes good radio, though, oh, if we do. Oh, God, right?
1: dude, that was bad. I know. That was really fucking I bad. I say this
2: about every shot. Well, no, not every shot, but every bad shot. I'd rather do a, the 13th shot again.
1: Yeah. Oh, God, it just makes me want to puke thinking about it. Yeah. What the fuck is that behind you? Holy shit! What the fuck? It's oh! the news!
4: Here is the fucking news.
1: So, there's some crazy fucking news. What you got? Uh, Well, first of all, I want to talk about one of the games I've been fucking waiting and dying, and I'm sure I'm not alone on this. It's the new Friday the 13th video game. Oh, dude. Recently, not too long ago, they revealed sort of like a mask of one of the Jason characters that you could get as a higher level tier on the Kickstarter. And if you were a part of the backer kit program, which is what I joined it on. Yeah. You could buy it for like six bucks.
2: And this is a Tom Savini one, right? Right.
1: What they did is they showed just the mask of this, but it was essentially what they reported on was that it was going to be what Jason looked like if once he escaped hell from Satan. Because in Jason goes to hell, they never really fill in that loop. So they thought it'd be kind of clever to have Tom Savini do a version of Jason back from hell. He calls it the Hellfire Jason Voorhees for the game it looks pretty cool yeah they just did a full reveal so not only are they showing the mask and everything they're actually showing him in action he carries around a trident a sort of devil's fucking or pitchfork pitchfork. whatever you want to they call it a devil's pitchfork right but it looks pretty cool his eyes are all glowing you see like embers burning off of his back as he's walking
2: i wish they did make it look more like a pitchfork though because it does look ah! more like a Trident than it does a Pitchfork. It kind of does look like a Trident, but right. I don't
1: mind. I actually think it's kind of cool. No,
2: it's cool, but it, it'd be cooler if it was a Pitchfork.
1: Yeah, I guess. But I think it's cool. I don't know. I'm happy with it. Yeah, No, all in all, it's Yeah, stop cool. complaining, Pat. All right, I'm done. <laughs> they said that they were going to be pushing it at the end of the April here, so I'm hoping we're going to hear some news, guys. I haven't talked to Wes Keltner, and I, I don't want to bug him. Like, I know how, just so you guys know, like... These guys are doing something different. And I think in in some ways it's really good. In other ways it's working against them because they're so vocal with their fans. Right. They're telling everybody exactly how everything's going on. But the anticipation's so large that some people get a little irritated. But it's like, first of all, not, the fact that they're bringing the game out to not just PC, but PlayStation and Xbox One, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, it's like it takes time to get all the certifications for each of them.
0: And
1: right. some, apparent. I'm assuming Xbox has a little bit more certification because they have more devices and stuff. But there's all these things that they got to pass. So they're waiting and desperately trying to get it done. So the PC version is pretty much fucking done. Right. The Xbox and the PS4, I think the PS4 is done. Don't quote me on this, guys. But just be patient, okay? These things take time because these companies want to make sure that they put out the best product so it doesn't glitch up. It's taking a lot time. It's a long. double-edged sword, too. Well, and there's a team of, like... I think they said, like, Ilphonic and uh, Gun Media is, like, eight people. Okay. So, we're, we're, you know what I mean? Like, they're making stuff on the fly. Right. Trying to get it all done to meet the standards that these companies are trying to ask Well, for. the
2: reason I said it's, like, a double-edged sword is because, while they're still in production, there's these other companies out there who are making games like this game. Right. But not as good.
1: Well, and, you know, for a team of this many people... It's really not that big right pretty cool though oh I think, yeah i dude. think there's more heart in this game than most games i see
2: oh dude it looks polished it looks like they really paid attention to what the fans yeah, I, think see. A, I think they're doing
1: i think they're doing they're doing a good service for it they got all the people back in it they know what they're they want Wes is a super fucking seems like a very genuine guy very cool so guys be patient it's coming hopefully by the end of this month we'll hear something new so keep your eyes, if you haven't already, follow the Friday the 13th video game to see if you can right. keep up to date with it, or go on the, the Reddit page, because that is always updated.
2: Or tune in to us, because I tell you, anytime there's something out about this game, we are definitely going to be talking about it. We usually do repost a lot of their stuff. So. Right.
1: But... Ah! All right, guys, so that was a little bit of alert to let you know that we're editing this part in. It has been announced that Friday the 13th, the video game is coming out on PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. May 26, guys. That's right! Also, guys, I wanted to let you know that the Conduit short film Kickstarter is currently at 92% funded any extra help that you guys can give the link is down below or you can look up the conduit 2.0 on kickstarter to find it and help support it there's a lot of really great perks that you can join in on t-shirts like even figurines from the actual like creatures that they're going to be in this film very close to getting funded and there's only a few days left so get on that if you got a dollar five dollars a hundred whatever you want to support goes a long way to help it out so i just wanted to add this in we now bring you back to your regular scheduled idiots (coughs) on with the news so apparently jeepers creepers 3 might be a prequel of sorts they're not really sure I'm getting tired of that, by the way. Well, you got to understand the history of this. They were going to do Jeepers Creepers Three Cathedral is what the original title was supposed to be called, but that was twelve fucking years ago. <laughs> oh wow, that long ago? So, yeah. So Dude, it's, we're fucking. Well, awake. they've been trying to get it out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. plus there's all this fucking controversy around the movie. I'm not saying that I'm for it or not. I'm just reporting the news, guys. And I am interested. Whether just because you're interested doesn't mean you support baby rape, okay?
2: Yeah, like I don't support raping babies. Maybe punching babies a little bit. <laughs> oh
1: god. But definitely not
2: raping babies.
1: Jesus Christ. There are some tweets. Twitter user Stan Shaw. There's been some information kind of circulating around. Uh, that one of the stars, Stan Shaw, sent out to a fan. Somebody must have asked about is it called is this the cathedral or something like that? And it looks kind of sharp, but like how he responded. He says, No! Cathedral is not is non non existence. That's material more than 12 years ago. It has nothing to do with 3. Oh, he's being a little short, is he? Different film, different title, and then somebody's status. Further evidence comes from Jeeper Creepers 2 star, Maria Delfino, who said who responded to one of the fans with the following. The fan said, Jeepers Creepers 3 is now filming in Louisiana, but it's sad to see you're not in the film. And M- Maria said, or Maria said, thanks, Kyle. It's a prequel to Jeepers Creepers 2, so it doesn't make sense for my character to be in it timeline-wise. But the film will be just as great. Lastly, apparently the bloody disgusting reader shared a conversation he had directly with Dalton Smith, who plays the Creepers double. Uh, Dalton stressed that this film is in fact a prequel that plays between the first two films. So that's interesting. Oh, so it's in between the two films? Yeah. Wow. Because wasn't, isn't it like every 28 years or something like that? I thought, yeah, I thought it was some kind of timeline. So it kind of makes me wonder if this is going to be any good. You think it might just be like... It might um... be, well, it it just reminds me of like a Bloodlines, Hellraiser Bloodlines, where they tried to like fill in all this story. You know what I
2: mean? I don't want to... Trash too hard on bloodlines because i did enjoy it a little
1: i'm bit. just saying it's not hell it's it is hellraiser it has its moments right. but for the most part it's a large chunk of poop right in the middle we really need it's to... good information right it's, i if you're a fan of hellraiser you're gonna love it but it's not their favorite movie yeah anyway that basically kind of sums it up they do know that uh, gina phillips does not in fact return as trish so she's not in it uh, the original movie was with Justin Long and uh, Gina Phillips. So uh, they were like brother and sister traveling across the country. I like country. Justin Long. And I don't necessarily think just because you're watching this in any way, shape, or form, whether you're paying for it or not, that means you're, supporting you're supporting it. it. Right. Yeah. So also, we got a new show coming out on Sci Fi. Now, I'm not really sure if this is just a movie or sort of like a shorts, a bunch of shorts. Right. There is a new series. It's called a series, so I'm assuming it's kind of like I don't know how many episodes they're going to be doing of it, but it is a series of some sort on Sci-Fi that looks like it's trying to pay homage to some of the sort of the uh, faux tra- faux trailer sort of pastiche retro style. It looks very Grindhouse. Yeah, it is. Well, it's considered a Grindhouse movie. Or series or whatever, but they're paying a lot of homage. They've been pumping out like a bunch of fucking teasers from different clips from the movie, and they look kind of cool. Oh, they, they got me amped up. There's dude. some funny shit in it too. And that music, dude. Oh. But Blood Drive on June 14th, they got a huge batch of teasers that you guys want to check out. And if you want to check them out, check out the link below. See what you think. They're all listed in there so you can just like pop through them. Blood Drive. Stars Alan Rickson, Thomas Dominique, Christina Ochoa, Marma Corlett, and Colin Cunningham. It's a series, the Universal Cable Productions and executive producer John Flavin, Underworld Awakening, David Strayton, Bates Motel, and Frederick Malmerg, Ramalm, Mer, malmberg Jesus Christ can't say shit, my, 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 from my, my. Let Me In, along with producer Mark Wheeler, uh, the becoming james roland from weeds created this project and is a co-executive producer on the series that's what they say here but here's the synopsis check it out los angeles in the near future where water is as scarce as oil and climate change keeps the temperature at a cool 115 degrees in the shade It's a place where crime is so rampant that the worst violence is punished, and where Arthur Bailey, the city's last good cop, runs afoul on the dirtiest and meanest underground car rally in the world. Blood drive. The master of ceremonies is a vaudevillian nightmare. The drivers are homicidal deviants, and the cars run on human blood. Buckle up, lube up, and prepare for everything you know about cable television to blow up! (sighs) But yeah, it looks kind of cool. What did you think? Oh, I definitely, I liked it. I, I got, liked the music that they oh, were yeah. using. Not on every trailer, by the way. It was just like that very synth wave kind of... Right, right. It was like really cool. It just had
2: like that vibe. No, it definitely had a great feel to it. I, as soon as I saw that it had that Grindhouse vibe, I was I was sold. Right. Anything that stuck out to you? I really liked the part where it was kind of like, they show one of these clips and it's very Beaver esque. When I say beaver esque, I mean like leave it to beaver. Very 19. What was that? Oh, 40s, yeah, 50s. Dude. Yeah. Honey,
1: would you please put the baby in the garbage disposal? <laughs>
2: yeah. And all the teeth in the disposal? Yeah, it I was like, crazy.
1: What the fuck? There's a couple other funny things. Oh, in yeah. There. It's a very dark humored, like very dark series, it looks like. And it's just, you know, it's it's playing off a few uh, tropes, you know, like the, that whole. Astron 6 sort of
2: style and that's okay as long as they are unique enough with their own storytelling that they can do that
1: yeah apparently the music that they're using in it is from Michael Gott G-A-T-T he's done a few things like mower minions air jaws high low 40 but I guess I don't know it's weird I thought there was uh, other music by in there but I guess not I couldn't it doesn't say anything, but the music does definitely stand out to me. So I don't know. Check it out, guys. See what you think. Some of the next news that we are going to bring to you is not the best news. Um, and sometimes we have to bring these things up. I personally doesn't wasn't necessarily a personal fan of it, nor necessarily Patrick at that. But in the same respect, I do appreciate some of the movies that this person made. And, and that is J.C. Spink. He was a producer and he recently died at the age of 45. J.C. Spink was found unresponsive in his home on April 18th. And the coroner Ed Winter is saying that it was reported as possibly the result of natural causes, although they are going to be investigating on this further.
2: And they done, like, a toxicology, co- toxicology Not yet. Not report? Yet. All right.
1: But Spink and his college roommate, Chris Bender, formed the management company Bender Spink, which dissolved just last year after an eight-year, 18-year run, and through the company they were producers on films such as The Butterfly Effect, Zombievers, The Hole, The Ring, Ring 2, Rings, The History of Violence, Red Eye, The Ruins, and many, many more. The History of Violence is pretty good. Right. Well, I mean, they've done some really good films. Yeah. And The Butterfly Effect? Are you kidding me?
2: Oh, I, like, I loved it. Yeah, that movie's great. A lot of people downplay that movie, though. I, I've noticed that. I'm like, why? Yeah,
1: well, I'm gonna downplay their mom.
2: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> We're taking your mom down to D Town.
1: But yeah, this sucks, guys. So uh, maybe we'll just drink our, lift our beers here. Cheers, cheers, to Daisy, my friend. Spink. I mean, it, 45 is pretty young, man. Way too young to be. Yeah. I mean, I'm. A, I'm not just a fucking way too young it to be a dead. skip away from that myself you know what i mean so it's like eh. also alien day is coming we i
2: didn't even know this is a thing and i'm a I huge know. alien fan i never knew about this
1: as you already know guys and the new alien covenant movie is coming out in no time at all basically the alien franchise returns and we're one week away from alien day which is technically going to be a few days away for you guys when you hear this But Alien Day is a global celebration of the Alien franchise. It's Wednesday, April 26th. A nod to Planet LV426, by the way. And one of the biggest events this year in the theatrical re-release of Ridley Scott's original Alien movie. So what they're going to be doing, Regal Cinema has a few theaters across the country that are going to be playing the original Alien movie. Oh, dude, it's my favorite. It is so... We gotta go watch it. Are you gonna come with me? Uh, it might be worth seeing. I mean, I would definitely appreciate it if it was, like, a really good copy. Right. And not just someone playing a Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to anybody. But, yeah, definitely would want to see that. But, anyway, the screening of the film on Wednesday night and attendees will receive a one-of-a-kind, exclusive, commemorative ticket. So... I don't know what that means, but in addition, they're going to show exclusive Alien Covenant content at the screenings. So you'll be able to see a little bit more of a peek. I don't know if I want to see that, to be quite honest with you. You Uh, you know, it it doesn't bother me. If you guys want to check it out, there's a link below through Regal, and you'll find full theater listings on the newly launched Alien Universe website uh, if you want to check out there too. But keep your eyes out for that and uh, check out the links below. But yeah, I'm excited. I wouldn't mind seeing it. There's only one one Regal theater here in Arizona. Oh, really? Where is it at? Well, that's close to us anyway. Also, guys, we do have a Lionsgate Vestron Blu-ray series announcement. They've just released the name of their next Vestron series and that is The Unholy. Which I've never I if I have seen it it has been so long that I can't remember it same. Yeah, I'm lost. I think I may have seen it, and I don't remember if there was a picture of this girl in the front with her eye glowing. Right. June 27th, and it includes the original ending. So they're going to have that, plus a bunch of extra features, nothing too stand out. But to have the original ending for this movie apparently is a big deal for a lot of people, so we're just letting you know. I love you. (laughs) Also, Laurie Brewster, Scotland's House of Horror, Hex Media, just made the new special edition of their award chiller Lord of Tears there has been some buzz in the festivals about this movie and they're offering it for free for free to watch and download for free no way yeah dude you're lying Lord of Tears, this is a synopsis, by the way, tells the story of James Findlay, a school teacher tortured by a childhood memories of a strange and unsettling entity, a long limbed figure in a Victorian tail suit with the head of an owl. Now, I remember seeing trailers for this, but now my interest is piqued because they're offering it for free. Because why the fuck not? I'm going to check it out, guys. And why the fuck not? It's free. If you guys get a chance and you want to check out a free movie, why the fuck not? The links are below. All you got to do is just go to our YouTube or our SoundCloud, find the links there. Or you can go to longlivethevoid.com to check out our horror shots or any of the links that we're talking about right now. Put a bow on that shit, dude. Yeah, bitch. Wrap it up, dog. That's it for the news! Alright guys, now typically what we do is Grave Plots, but today we're doing Grave Plots. With Grave Plots. With a twist. That's right, we're bringing you those sons of bitches from the Grave Plot Podcast. They tried to steal our name. We held them to it and challenged them to a Grave (laughs) Plots-off. Grave Plotception. We're going to listen to that right now, guys. So check it out. Right, guys, we are back and we are going to be doing our grave plots with a little bit of grave plotception from the grave plot podcasts with Taylor and Tony. Hi, guys, welcome. Hey, what's up, guys? Hello, so thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for it's coming on. For you to have us on the show. I'm glad you didn't sue us <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> like some other fucking asshole. We had to change your name once, so we figured you know. We'll just give you a leeway this time. Well, you know what's funny?
1: And, like, I, I don't know if I explained this to you before. I forget which one of you I was talking to on Twitter when we first met. I was like, I remember seeing your name, but I never really paid attention. Like, I was just like, I think I added you. or I don't even remember. Oh, <laughs> My buddy was like, hey, um, you should do this. This is, like, an idea that you should do. Um, I was like, cool, yeah, that's a really good idea. Why don't we, like do that and then he, I said what do you want to call it since you made it up you come up with the name and he said hmm how about grave plots and I was like yeah that sounds like a good idea and then come to find out these assholes <laughs> made a fucking podcast no, I'm just kidding. how dare they
2: <laughs> we're,
3: that was we're, like our first name too like we didn't even think about we it we didn't toss ideas around that was just like what do we call the show um,
1: grave plot podcast alright that's a winner yeah, that's it's a really good idea. Yeah, it's too bad you. we already trademarked it. Zing. <laughs> well, yeah, we're pretty ready to do you. We just absorb your show. <laughs> we just wanted to show the camaraderie. Wave shots at the beginning. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Have you done that yet? You should totally do it. Make fun of us.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I'm really glad you guys are coming on. I'm so glad we finally did this. And I know, it. like, if you guys listening now don't have any idea, but we went through a fucking, I went through a nightmare just now trying to get all this set up. (laughs) So we're finally here. But uh, now to give you guys an idea what Grave Plots is, what we're doing is we're going to be flipping a coin to decide who pulls from the cup. But we've written names to each per person, fake movie titles that we put into a cup. Whoever wins from the flips, from the coin flip. We're going to decide what that movie title is, and then make it up on the spot. Come up with the tagline, everything, and even make a VHS faux cover for the movie. Hey, you can't look at what side the coins well, on. Well, I'm not we even really going to flip it. I'm just going to pretend. Oh. Okay. I'm curious as how. You know we can still know? hear you. <laughs> oh hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> how the fuck are we supposed to pull these things anyway? What do you mean? Oh, we're going to do it. They're going to pull them by proxy. Ah. Yes, we're going to do it for you. So we'll get the credit for it, I see. Absolutely. All right, so Taylor and I are going to flip to see who wins. You're going to call it, Taylor, since you're not here. Heads or tails?
4: Tails never fails. There you go.
1: Tails. Okay, Taylor wins. Now it's your turn with uh, Tony. All right, Tony, you ready? Let's do it. All right, call it. Heads. Tails. Okay, so it's between Taylor and Patrick... I'll flip. Taylor, you're calling it. Tails never fails. Tails wins. So, the reason we did it this way, guys, in this cup, there are a couple of take a shots. (coughs) And we wanted to make sure that those guys over there did it. So, I'm going to be pulling for Taylor. Pulling it out slowly.
2: Like a gentleman.
1: Oh, it is. Look, I'm not even lying. Take a shot. Take a shot.
4: Oh shit! <laughs> All right, hang get on. Her, I gotta go get some whiskey. Get her greased up, Taylor. <sighs>
3: wait, wait, we we're both doing it, right? No, no, just Taylor. Uh, okay. You can if you want. Because I won. Fuck Taylor.
1: you can if you want.
3: This is this is winning. I don't think my wife <laughs> would appreciate coming home to see me
1: drinking on a fucking Wednesday night. <laughs> Just blame the Beyond the Void horror podcast. Just, Just tell like, her you're working, and then tell her we start blaming you guys for everything. BTV made me, <laughs> kind of like Satan. Satan made me. <laughs> all right, bottoms up. Bottoms up, sir. Ah. I'll drink with you. All right, all right. We get to draw again now. Oh, uh, this is a bad name. <laughs> is it mine? <laughs> Oh, it's mine anyway. No it's mine cuz I always wow. have the luck for some odd fucking reason. That's why you don't you need to take a little bit more time. What? I just was in a hurry, man. It's the cosmic monster. Sorry. <laughs> uh
0: it, it's a what shitty you, title doing, but maybe
1: we can make a really good movie out of this. You're like, fuck, <sighs> this sucks.
4: Silence. Now, yeah, yeah. Now you know
1: our fucking trials and tribulations. You know, right. We have to do this. So we're, going. we're sticking with Cosmic Monsters. You can do it, guys. I can't say anything. So Taylor, Tony, Patrick, you guys get to, to come up with the the premise before I say a fucking word. All right, guys. What are you guys thinking?
4: Cosmic Monster.
2: Well,
4: it sounds like a kid's movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, th- I'm thinking like Little Monsters... Something along those lines.
3: I'm thinking like something like Space Invaders.
2: Yeah, 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 like little Martians or something.
3: Yeah, that yeah, that's what it was. Not Space Invaders. The fuck am I talking about? Um, yeah, something along those lines.
1: Okay.
4: So like it's... Mars
3: Attacks. No, not fucking Mars Attacks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what them in
3: God, cosmic monster.
1: I'm sorry, guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, how do they? Is it now? Are we we're we gonna be on Earth. Is it going to be like an asteroid comes to Earth, or is it going to be like aliens actually land?
4: I'm thinking it should be on Earth. Okay. Yeah. So somehow this monster comes to Earth. Um, Mm -hmm. Does does there need to be any kind of backstory, or does it just kind of show up one day?
1: Well, maybe, yeah, maybe we just figure, well, I can't, should I say anything? I can't Uh say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
2: Just shut your damn
1: filth hole. Figure it out.
3: What well, could be on um, Earth? Should or- be on Earth. Are we going to the kid kid movie thing, or are we
4: are we beefing this up a bit? I can do it. It's, it's just hard for me to take a movie called Cosmic Monster seriously.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry. Think <laughs> <Okay>. sexual. <sighs> sexual, huh? Yeah. I'm just gonna push it a little sexually.
3: No, I'm kidding. There we go. Sex and kids—a winning combination.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Sex and kids. <laughs>
1: That would raise some eyebrows. Things are really getting controversial over here at the Grave Plot Horror Beyond the Veil podcast, Beyond the Void, shit podcast. Oops. Oh, you don't watch yourself. Oops! Oh well, I, better, I might get sued now.
2: <laughs> get um, that may, maybe
1: it's about Chris Geo, and he's like the cosmic monster since he <laughs> wields crystals and shit.
2: <laughs> the skin high of ayahuasca all the time and shit.
1: Dude, I'm going to get sued.
2: Oh, fuck him.
3: So maybe it's just some fucking giant, like, Lovecraftian, like, tentacle monster that comes down from space. Uh, and I don't know. It, it feeds on something that you wouldn't expect. And it just, Ooh,
1: It I like constantly it. grows, like the blob. I like it. What if. Okay. okay now I'm going to throw in my two cents now because well, I like it constantly
2: feeds on something. What's the. Thing well, maybe that we it, have most
1: on Earth. Okay, maybe it's like if you guys, you guys have obviously seen Hellboy. You know that like space creature that they like are trying to bring to Earth, right? And it's like this yeah. huge bulking mass. What if the cosmic monster is really just that big? It 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 affects. It's like tentacles affect the Earth in some way by causing like some just, other okay.
2: random horrors like on you're the planet. About, like hurricanes and earthquakes. Well, no, no, and shit no. no, no. Like <clears throat> I mean,
1: like other monsters. Like maybe it like infects people and then they turn into something or like whatever while it's starting to drain the planet or whatever the fuck so you're
2: saying like it messes maybe it with their genetic like, uh, makeup pretty much whatever this thing is throwing out there what kind of, you're saying like it's like like nuclear radiation or something like that where no, it actually affects no, their just cells?
1: tentacles attacking people like it has thousands of tentacles that wrap around the earth in some way okay you see what I'm saying? Or just touch the earth or whatever. And maybe it causes zombies or vampires or whatever the fuck. I don't care. Like, creatures from, like, the beyond. Right. Maybe or it just, you- like, gives effects think- to,
3: like, anything, that, any like, any organic matter. Like, if it touches a tree, it turns into a fucking tree monster. There you go. You know, something along those lines.
1: I like that.
2: That's exactly what I said.
1: I don't know what you said nuclear I don't know what the fuck what was it saying say that it like
2: it changes the genetic makeup of whatever it comes in contact like with.
1: way you were going I was like Kim Jong Un is like fucking coming out of nowhere and he's like starting nuclear war I okay <laughs> he is the cosmic monster he's like riding
2: horses through fields of flowers and shit uh yeah I don't
3: know yeah I so mean I'm I like the... this is a Donald Trump like propaganda film is <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is how what where it will end up <laughs> i like it though i think that's kind of cool because it adds like another element like another layer
2: maybe he's
1: still yeah. stuck
2: in like his plane of existence and that like him holding on the earth is trying to like he's trying to pull himself out of this void or whatever or is that no good i mean
1: this we don't have to base this around science because technically the earth rotates if it's grabbing onto the planet, all kinds of shit would happen. Right. You Definitely know what
2: I mean? Science,
1: <laughs> Yeah, fuck science. It's not real. Didn't we ban God it? God is real. <laughs> Didn't we ban it? That's <laughs> fake news, man. <laughs> okay, so you guys, come on. Throw uh, it fuck. Okay, so we doing um, the tree monster thing? So the tree monster thing,
4: that's a good one. Okay, so any any organic matter? I think, yeah, I think organic matter,
3: if it's like, like I mean, just tree is an example, but if it's like, um,
4: fuck, um, I don't know if it's, so if you couldn't, it's a, like, a bug. You couldn't go outside. <laughs> Pretty much no. Because the, you got fucking grass monsters <laughs> grabbing your toes,
1: palm tree <laughs> monsters. Maybe maybe it's uh,
3: maybe the maybe the creature itself like is unable <clears throat> to move. Like maybe it's just hunkered down in the woods somewhere and it has to send out its like minions to do its bidding.
1: It's seedlings.
3: Yeah. Kind of like but a, let's work on some protagonists, huh?
1: Yeah, it's a good idea. So what's different that hasn't been done? Try to be unique. Uh, so
2: maybe this is something I'm just thinking about. Maybe like something with like scientists who are like studying the hydro collider. Maybe they open the portal in the first place for this monster to come through. Hmm. And maybe one sure. of the lead scientists is like one of the first to get exposed to this.
1: Okay, maybe that's a side plot. Like the origin origin of it, right? But maybe they're not the well antagonists or no the protagonists. What is what is the age bracket that we're looking at? Young. Middle-aged or well, I think, elderly. I think if we're gonna make
3: a kids movie, we should obviously go with kids. But if, if not, then we, I think yeah, maybe uh, early early twenties, late teens, maybe.
1: True, and I like sex, so I don't know. That might get awkward.
3: Fucking is good. <laughs> not not with kids though.
4: Don't tell kids. I don't do kids. Deal kids.
1: <laughs> uh, no, it doesn't. I mean, sure, let's do kids, no sex. Clearly. <laughs>
4: No one's uh, doing kids, don't.
1: <laughs> Yo, God, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, okay, so nobody's doing kids, but we are going to be. I don't even know what the word I'm going to use now. Like, uh, we're going to be. The story will revolve around several children.
4: <clears throat> okay, so we're doing Stranger Things.
1: Yeah, right? Shut That's up, what I was right? thinking. We can't do Stranger Things, we gotta stay away from that Maybe okay, we shouldn't do kids it, like mid-twenties then There you go, that way we're let's, st- let's steering clear It could be
2: like college students or something Maybe taking
1: It almost feels like we're like um, Doing the strange things plot actually If we do it with kids especially Right Yeah,
3: Christ, yeah Let's stay, stay steer away from the kids Well they uh,
1: stole from other fucking movies So fuck them They kidding. really did, <laughs> but they Thinking you can't blame first. the results. Alright, so we got 20-year-old kids. Like, female, male, how many? Maybe three dudes, two chicks. That's a party. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering where you're going with this. <laughs> well, I'm just
2: saying that's usually the setup. There's always one guy that's like the third wheel. Oh, there's a setup involved. Are you just trying to be fucking... Uh, I'm just trying uh, to <laughs> make it that? uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just
0: All saying right. that's
2: a Here normal...
3: We, go. we got one kid who's in college and he is like an intern or an assistant to the lab that opened up this portal that brought the creature to, to our dimension or whatever. Okay. Boom. Boom. So there's one, but he doesn't then know. I maybe. think maybe, maybe think he like, doesn't
1: know like a hundred percent. Yeah. He's doing. not like privy to it, but yeah. Yeah. Where we we going to like
3: Maybe like, maybe like, like a return of the living dead type thing where uh, the rest of his friends are just kind of a bunch of assholes that like don't even go to school
2: but they like, gripe him for being a college kid. Oh. Hmm. Like he kind of
1: left them behind and he went off to college.
3: Yeah, but he still tries to you know, hang out, but right. maybe not as much as he used to.
1: Maybe he's got like one of his friends is like still friends with him, but he hates that he's so motivated and he's like the party animal kind of
2: guy. Or maybe he that can works. be like the party animal kind of guy, but he was smart, like probably in the same kind of well, class as I'm he saying. Was, his friend is the like... party animal. Right, no, but I'm saying like maybe the party animal is as smart as him, but he didn't feel like going the same route as he did. Like he thought that was just a bunch of
3: well, they definitely
4: so, like, have he's, to. Fall he's smart, alone. but he didn't want to go to school, basically. Right.
3: Yeah, maybe the the school kid thinks like you know he tries to not act like he thinks he's better, but it kind of
1: comes through a little bit. Right, like he his buddy just never grew up. Yeah, exactly. Okay, his buddy's always trying to hit him up because he feels like he's losing his friend the the party animal guy what are we gonna call him the party guy,
4: uh, Skeeter, Skeeter, Skeeter. Yep.
1: What, what about Bender? No, we Bender? can't call him
2: Bender. That's the name of my fucking bandmate. Well, I've always, I thought the name is is funny.
1: Well, it's just weird for me. All right, Skeeter, Skeeter, Skeeter just sounds a little. I, no, I think it's funny. I think it's funny. Uh, Skeeter. So does he have an accent? Does he talk like this? There's a Skeeter on my Peter Flick.
2: it off.
1: Come on, Peter. Why are you working all the time? It's time to get laid and drink some booze. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Skeeter knows. <laughs> we said he's smart, though, right? <laughs> oh, right. wait. Oh, his buddy? Well, maybe he's just a smart redneck. He just prefers maybe- to talk that way. Wait, maybe smart have redneck standards in the South.
3: I don't know.
1: Now you're making them ginger? Now we've just lost all of our redneck listeners. Thanks,
3: great plot.
4: <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. You don't want that. <laughs> you don't need that in your life.
3: <laughs> I don't want you hanging out with that kind of element.
4: I
1: don't know. Just the name Skeeter does not sound very intelligent. <laughs>
4: maybe that's my problem. Well, maybe, I mean, Skeeter can be a nickname. Because he's like a party dude, right? So yeah, Francis Skeeter, his name is Nathaniel. Yeah,
1: stop calling me Skeeter. I've grown out of that phase.
4: Yeah. Okay, what? so Nathaniel, A.K.A. Skeeter.
1: Oh, Nathaniel. Okay, so it's Nathaniel Skeeter, whatever. But we'll call him Rudy Skeeter. Abramovich. Abramovich. There you go. Bramovich. Nathaniel Skeeter Abramovich. His next book on cooking. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's just coming apart. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying everything so I
2: We're getting too tied up in
1: those small details It's all right. Here. Yeah, it's all know. right. just got to go with the flow. All right. So what's the other guy's name? The which intern. One's which? I've lost track. So Skeeter oh, is the, the buddy the that's the party animal. Okay. And the other guy is, yeah. I don't know what his name is. M- Marvin.
2: Marvin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Marvin, That's like one
2: step off, Melvin.
1: How about Marvin Roberts? There you go. And Nathaniel go. Skeeter Brockovich? What did you call him? Brokovich. Brokovich. Oh fuck his last name, Skeeter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would just uh, call him Skeeter. Right. Okay. So we got two characters now. What happens? What What do they do? Maybe his buddy drags like the stereotypical thing. He's like, "Come on, man! You've been working so hard." And then he's like, why don't you show me what you got going on at your work? And his buddy convinces him to sneak into the place. Kind of stereotypical, like, or typical, like, story. Yeah. And then they come across something bad happening.
3: Yeah, yeah, like, the the evil scientist types are... Right. I had an idea, but I don't want
2: to take two steps back. What if we called him Beaker? Because he was, like, a (laughs) chemistry like major oh my god and then like he made kind of like special Andians drugs and honey that do. get you fucked up <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> no his yeah. name nin- dude his name is skeeter and stop fucking with it all, all
2: right. right i'm done i'm sorry it was just is it was he just gonna, a- gonna what say what's
1: going patrick <laughs> yeah is he just gonna be like just the whole time you don't understand what he's saying <laughs> uh hey. beaker rocks all right fuck beaker all right he's not in our story He's a fucking failed actor. Um, he's like shooting heroin in fucking Yeah, he failed puppet actor. It's like Meet the Feebles, like, in his world. Um, okay, I'm sorry. I, dude, this Anise shit, the Sambuca, gets me all fucking rocked up. Like I'm on something heavy. Um... Uh, okay, so go ahead. Now you guys take it. Where do you think we should go from there? Do you like the idea that his buddy's like, maybe his buddy's like trying to convince him to come to a party and he's like, no, man, I got to work. And he's like, well, then I'm coming with you. Something yeah, maybe like, that. He, like,
3: he just like, he brings the party with him. So like, oh. having this party. Party in the and, lab, bro. And, yeah, basically, yeah, this big like physics lab or whatever. So yeah, is and, he
2: like, I don't know. Uh, Seth Green's character in 10 Things I Hate About You where he gets like a backpack full of like, Goodies, goodies, and shit,
1: dildos, and shit. Why is it gonna be (laughs) sexual, dude?
3: Wait, oh, can't hardly wait. Uh, Was that can't hardly wait? Oh,
1: my bad. Yeah, good reference, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, so does he so you say he brings people with him? Yeah, Yeah, he just brings the party. Okay, so like they're how many extra they're people drink in and... he's
3: like you can't come to the party i'm bring the party to
1: you oh
3: okay i see you know, that stupid generic 80s movie thing
1: yeah totally it's a trope it's good like so maybe
2: they, like they're partying in the lab or something and, like skeeter like fucks something up and that's the initial
4: yeah they all start like flicking switches and say what's this do? <laughs> <laughs> it's like no don't don't touch that
1: don't touch that. Yeah, like they're trying to figure out some algorithm and he, like, happenstance hits all these buttons in this specific order to open up the portal for the cosmic
2: monster. Like, maybe they make sounds and he's, like, trying to make a right. song out of it. It just happens to
4: be, like, 69, 69. Yeah. Like he's f- like,
1: 69, six six <laughs> <nine,
2: laughs> <uh-oh. laughs> That's it. That's the town of Funky
3: Yeah, I like okay. that. So then this wormhole opens up and this big tentacle tentacle fucker starts crawling through, right?
4: Right. Cosmic monster. It has and tentacles. Maybe... maybe
1: maybe it has like weird shit that falls out of it out of it and like comes down like meteorites. Packets okay. of some sort of little dookies. Little poppies. Well no, it's not shit. Little Just poppies? like pieces of itself that like mutate things around it, like the tree monster and stuff. Because the right, tentacle right. thing really bugs me. I don't know why. Because the Earth's spinning and it just doesn't make sense.
2: No, that'd be cool. maybe for like, like a shard of what? falls from space and just like impales somebody right through the stomach. But it's still like in them and just starts to morph them right then and there. Like as
1: soon as it like makes
2: contact through. Them.
1: Okay.
3: Wait. So are we not going with the tentacle idea.
1: No, we can still do the tentacle idea, but maybe there's okay. just like it shoots out pods
4: that fall to the Earth. Okay. Right. And so when the pod makes contact with something, it brings it to life or correct.
1: Yeah. It like mutates it. Okay. Or things around it, it like affects infects the earth some way. So and What, what happens he... if it
4: if it touches a person?
1: Oh, they just they get high. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Um <laughs> Dude, They're just like this. ah. They're like, "Dude, it smells like jelly. All right, I'm out." No, um no. It, it would <laughs> totally mutate.
2: Them. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, totally like Lovecraftian kind
1: of Yeah. That's fine with me. The more yeah, fucked up, like, the better. I'm thinking maybe like, a,
3: like, kind of like a jellyfish. Like a, you know, its tentacles will sting you. Kind of the same thing. If it grabs you, it, it, yeah, that's it. Like it mutates you somehow. But also, but also, like, the, could do like the, the, the pod idea or spawn of
1: some kind. But these little thing. jellyfish-like land creatures come out. Yeah. So what are these pods doing? There we go. I like that. I think that's a good idea.
2: Are these pods just like drop pods for? infantry or are they to change it, yeah, the atmosphere it, or
1: it like hits the earth it destroys some of it but these pods ex- like open up like he was saying into like almost like jellyfish creatures that can crawl across the lands with their tele- tentacles
2: okay there we go so like little bloppies <clears throat>
1: yeah it's kind of cool i like it yeah, i like it too
3: we can call them uh, ploppers ploppies, ploppies. <laughs> so this is kind of a comedy. Little ploppies
2: <laughs> is someone making ploppies
1: <gasps> Toosies, what'd you guys call that in the chat earlier? <laughs> yeah
2: someone
0: taking a toosie
1: <laughs> okay so where where do we go from here so what's the okay, first so thing they're like, that gets they're, infected they're like grabbing first onto thing we people
4: see? and things and and mutating them into monsters so you've got like these tree monsters and people turning into monsters and fucking deer monsters and dog monsters and that's cool yeah, so, so we, we,
1: what's the we got- first one we see like, the first monster? Yeah, because we have to show the initial mutation so that people get the idea. Well, I'm kind
3: of thinking, like, maybe the party uh, party people might be the first victims.
1: The party guy?
3: No, like, the, the, the guests at the party.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying.
3: Like, just because, you know, obviously they're in the blast radius, basically. Sure, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, that's cool. What
2: if the... What, this is... I mean, you could totally change this, but it's just a thought I had. <clears throat> What if, like, the party ranges on till morning and they have no fucking clue what's going on outside? Like, they don't even know that anything's even wrong until they step out of the lab in the morning and they're like, holy fuck, they got to deal
1: with it. Well, what if, like, there's just that drunk guy passed out in the bush and he gets his face sucked on by one of those fucking blobbers? <laughs> <laughs> and he mutates slowly, you know what I mean? There we go. I mean, like, maybe, it's on his back and he doesn't know. Okay, So, so- we're saying,
3: like, the, the, the portal or whatever opens up outside so they don't even know it happened.
1: Well, the portal opens up outside of the earth, and then the, the the big creature starts coming through, shooting out its pods, which then hit the ground, destroy parts of it, and melt it, or whatever the fuck. And then the like creatures, little ploppers, or whatever we're calling them, come out. <laughs> ploppies? <laughs> yeah, ploppies. God damn. Um, creative, aren't we? <laughs> um, <laughs> so good. But they come out. One of them, maybe one of the guys from the uh, outside of the party gets attacked or something like that and brings it inside. And weird shit starts happening, but not everybody realizes it because it's such a raging party. Okay. Somehow, some of their friends from that party somehow meet up with them to close the portal at at the end. Okay. Yeah.
3: The college kid, what would we name him?
1: Oh, shit. Skeeter. (laughs) Marvin Roberts. Do we go with Marvin? (laughs) Marvin's the guy that works, he's the intern scientist. Yeah, I think we did. I don't know. Are we, are we going to have Marvin survive? I think he needs to, or at least sacrifice himself by the end.
4: Okay. He's got to sacrifice himself for the girl. Somehow, yeah. What if Skeeter
2: does, since he's never made anything of his life? Oh, to save it, Marvin. Right.
1: Almost like, it kind of... There I'm we starting, go, that's good. I'm starting to get notes of, like, Night of the Creeps a little bit. A little bit? Yeah,
3: yeah, I'm, I'm with you there.
1: Like that <laughs> vibe, I don't know, it just feels like that. Like a Fred Decker sort of film. Which isn't a bad thing. Nah. Night of the Creeps is fucking awesome. It is fucking awesome.
3: Oh, it's so, uh, yeah, so yeah, so good, It's so good. <laughs>
1: oh my god! Do you no, have any KY kidding. jelly up in here? Ugh, who uses that anyway? Um, who's getting me hot. I'm gonna
3: take my pants off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so there's Are gotta, you guys gotta be a pants on. <laughs> 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 my bad. <laughs> We're actually recording this in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) There'd be a lot more echo. Um, (laughs) Naturally. Yeah. It's a big bathroom. (laughs) But so okay, I feel like it has to kind of turn at some point. Well, what like,
4: happens to these these mutated people and things? Like, are they just fucked? Like, they they can't. Is there a way to fix them, or you just gotta kill them? Or
2: hmm. maybe they're a part of like like a hive mind at that point. Like these ploppies or whatever, they're all connected, so they're all doing the bigger okay. monsters' deeds or whatever. Sure. Should we have them
3: like like their bodies are slowly just like being exhausted? Like right. Their bodies are like basically dying at an accelerated rate because they can't quite handle this otherworldly being inside of it. That would be
1: cool. Yeah, They're basically sucking that. the life out of them. Yeah, maybe maybe they like turn purple ish or something. Sure, some sort like of it, weird at, color. At some
2: point, they just explode, kind of like the vampires and Blade. Or they start like, oozing. Yeah, yeah, it's kind yeah, of that's cool. good.
1: I like it. I like it. So one of the kids gets there at the party, and they kind of allude to that. But how do we get? To, how do we know about them in the beginning? So maybe Skeeter leaves the party to go get his friend, Marvin? You mean in the beginning? Uh,
3: like, sorry, who do we how do we know about who?
1: It, you said that there was another party going on. He said if you're not going to come to the party, I'll bring the party to you. Maybe it's just that whole party they were going to have. That's what I'm saying. But it's like, the lab. maybe Skeeter's there first. I know this is like specific, but I'm just trying to paint the picture so it makes sense because for whatever reason there's like a loophole why we we even be talking about this other party because we know none of the characters. But maybe Skeeter was there in the beginning, and he calls his friend, like, are you coming to the party? And that's when Skeeter goes to him, to his work.
3: Yeah, that's good. Like, maybe, the I don't know. Maybe it's just some fucking bumpkin backyard party or something, just like a bonfire. be like,
1: handing out flyers or something to,
4: you know, random people.
1: I don't know. That's a bad idea, though, as far as, like, if you were actually having a party. I've done that. It's not a good idea. <laughs> that's how you get rapists. Yeah. I mean, we had a raging party, but it was just... A lot of people I didn't know waving guns and shit. <laughs> 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 anyway, I'm sorry. I got all hung up on that.
3: Okay, so yeah, I think they're probably having some, that really have to be a bonfire, but something of the like. And Skeeter calls Marvin. He says, Where the fuck are you? And he's like, I got to work late tonight. She's like, All right, well, I'm coming to you. And he just brings like 100 people or however many with him.
1: Oh, okay. Party train. Exactly. He's like, you're going to get me fired, man. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. But he pushes through anyway, and everybody's drinking inside for some odd reason.
3: Where, where else would you want to party but some fucking science lab? And right. It would
2: have to be like one of those epic you know, party scenes that you see in like the teenager kind of party movies where it's just like ridiculous go. amounts of shit happening, like foam and fucking bouncy castle. People no, are having a bouncy castle, but you know what I'm <laughs> where I'm going, where it's just like this crazy shit that's kicking off.
1: People are like having sex in the animal experiment room and shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> drinking and out of be like...
4: and There's
1: like half rat, half man like in there or something. <laughs>
4: and they're like feeding him cheese while she's getting railed from behind. <laughs>
2: Sorry, I don't want
4: to go over that. People are making bongs out of test tubes and shit. <laughs> hey, that's that's a really good idea,
1: actually. <laughs> uh, I don't know how they would do it, but somehow, just because it's a movie. Science. Yeah. They are scientists. Yeah, they're in a science center, for Christ's sake. They can figure it out. <laughs> All this shit happens and somebody pushes the, the magic com- combination of buttons that open up. Seed podlings come down. The podling or the pods smash into the earth, kind of burn some of it and destroy it and kind of infect it in some weird sludgy shit. The ploppers come out, attack some people, start grabbing people. It's kind of hectic and then it just goes back to the party. Yeah. Almost, almost yeah. like they don't even know what's going on maybe or...
3: Yeah, or, you know, maybe like, you know, people go outside to take a piss or... Or fuck or whatever and they just like kind of get statched up
2: there you go by different weird fucking shit and maybe yeah. like the core group like skeeter and melvin or marvin sorry and his girlfriend or whatever maybe go up to like an observer observatory part of the lab right to like chill out and do whatever they're gonna do with their little group and they come back and they see that the whole party has just been Transformed into these fucking ploppies, there we go. whatever you want to call them.
1: We have got a better name for that. It's... <laughs> Plopper sounds like someone dropped a turd out of their ass.
4: Maybe that's well, exactly maybe, what. Oh it yeah, was, maybe but... you're
1: right. Maybe you're right. Yeah, because he the kids go, right?
4: they could go to the observatory and like look through the telescope, and then all of a sudden they see the giant fucking monster. Yeah,
2: dude, I didn't even think about that, but that,
1: yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Right, like they see the tentacles waving in front of the and moon and shit. There yeah, you go. maybe we just call the little things.
3: Maybe, maybe we just call them jellyfish or like squids or something, just because yeah. that's
2: what they look like. But maybe not squids. Maybe like something close like squims or.
1: Squ- maybe they're like sperm skeets. looking because I picture them white anyway. You say skeets, skeets, skeets,
2: skeet, <laughs> skeets, skeets, skeets. Oh yeah. My God. <laughs> skeets.
1: Okay, so we, I want to see like stuff get affected though, and I, I don't necessarily think it should be all living matter. Maybe these things have like. I don't know. They can take on anything. Maybe they can turn cars. Maybe they can turn, like, whole buildings. I don't know. It starts to come to life.
4: Does just, any kind of matter? I'm just throwing
1: matter. shit out there. It doesn't have to stick.
4: I think if, if that happens, you're, you're pretty much proper fucked. Right. Like, what yeah. You, what do you do in that case? You just make jokes. Everything on the world is monsters.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe it doesn't have, affect everything because there's only so many, and each one can only affect infect one thing unless they group. Well, up. Well, maybe
2: how this—that's how this first monster was created. That it was a world at one point, and then it got infected with this virus, and now is this big amalgamation. Oh, so it's literally oh. a world. So maybe yeah. it's maybe trying to make a mate, and it's looking, and it just tries okay. to deal with our planet. It
1: wants to fuck itself. Oh it yeah, you know. <laughs>
2: Anything works. You, mean, know, they, you know how it is when you're horny. Well, you're if like, it's you a hive mind. at bath towels and it's shit. A,
1: If it's a hive mind, I mean, yeah, it's essentially <laughs> fucking itself.
4: So then can can things kind of, like, bunch together? Like, you could have, like, a deer monster and a tree monster, and then all of a sudden they just come together, and now they're this one monster, this fucking tree oh, deer. Oh, dude,
1: that'd be wicked.
4: Maybe they don't do it until the towards the end, though. Right. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah, that
1: could
3: be, like, some, like, second or third act shit.
1: Seems like something that's, like, towards the end of the second and and then the third. Yeah. And,
4: where shit just starts to get... Then that's, that, that's when they realize that the, the monster in the sky is is this just collection of all these other monsters who merge together. But they have to mature somehow. We don't have to get into that detail.
2: Right. Well, maybe they get into a rocket at the end. Somehow they get off the planet before this, the planet completely transforms oh. into this... <laughs> being
1: it could be like the independence day ending sort of like they shoot a rocket up out of the fucking science but well, they're not gonna destroy
2: it like they just see the earth well, transforming maybe, into the same creature but i'm
1: saying maybe the science lab has a missile silo in it because they prepared for this just in case okay yeah, all right. <laughs> just because it's ridiculous and why yeah. not <laughs> fuck it
4: i mean if they have a code to open this portal then surely they know it's there right right <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe, oh, there we go. Remember we were saying Skeeter would like save his friend's life? Right? Maybe yeah. Skeeter yeah. gets up into the rocket with this girl, and they're like, maybe it's like a like maybe they, like they have sex or whatever, and the rocket goes shooting up into the sky, and it's about to go up, and then it just like blows up before it even hits the the thing, and it's like, oh the, the whole world's over. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it didn't hit his objective, like you think it will, so it's like this big like he's gonna save the day. And, like, his tentacle just brushes it away. Yeah. And like, bruh. So we just
3: arrive at this ending where it's like, uh, well, shit. Everybody's dead. <laughs> okay.
4: Yeah. i with that.
1: I don't know. I just like endings like that because then it's like, I don't know. I like when they lead you in sort of a direction, a happy direction, and they take it away from you.
4: Right. Or, like, what if the what if rocket's going up into the sky and they just start throwing ploppies on it? And it's just, like, <laughs> it just is getting covered in all these ploppies and eventually they take it over and... It, the rocket itself turns into this monster and either either falls to earth or like joins with the monster in the sky
1: oh and it just slaps into the fucking big creature like a big slab of meat
4: yeah and it just <laughs> like, absorbs it
1: yeah <laughs> by the end of it it's just like Block. There we go. okay that's cool <laughs> i like that so now we get a, so the party's happening and maybe they're starting to realize that people are disappearing and dying
3: and I think maybe like something like gets, uh, let's say infected for less, lack of a better term. Like they start wandering away. Like, like we could say like it's a deer or, or some fucking bum that just happened by or something. And they kind of like make their way out into the world. And we like, we we jump, jump back and forth from from the lab to these few characters that are basically going out and spreading this infection. Oh, to, okay. Like, Why
2: well, I thought it was going to gonna be. Like localized to the lab because no. they get in the well, rocket, right?
4: It's the take whole... over the world. Eventually it's going to take over yeah. the whole world. I mean, it's right. a
1: cosmic creature. You're not going to like, eh, just this area. Right, okay. I mean, we don't have to focus on it. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not a like... microscope. <laughs> There's more than just Skeeter and Marvin. There's other characters. We just haven't developed them yet.
3: Yeah, it's just like these inconsequential characters. That, um, it could be, like I said, it could be animals. It could be just some random people that just happen to yeah. get attacked by these <laughs> ploppers <laughs> <laughs> for the lack of better
1: words Goddamn ploppers i like that maybe one of like, them's like doesn't get infected as quick as other people somehow he's got some sort of immunity to them in a way so it's like a slow process as he's spreading it further
3: yeah maybe like i don't know maybe some old guy that has like fucking emphysema or something and so they- like, it doesn't latch to him as quickly because he's sick or something.
1: Like, two people try to run away, two or three or whatever, and one of them, like, gets his leg, but they don't think anything of it. And as they're going on to get help from other people, like, they start killing people. Like, w- like one of them changes. Or- sure, yeah. <laughs> And spreading it further. But, I mean, it's everywhere. Yeah, it but- kind
3: of spreads, like, somewhat like a, almost like a zombie virus. Right? It's it's, sure. It, it's by contact. Necessarily, not necessarily, like, a bite.
1: Almost like an alien biological weapon of some sort that, like, mutates things. Yeah. It's little seedlings. <laughs> it's coming on the planet.
3: <laughs> just spunking everywhere.
1: <laughs> I like this, though. I mean, where do we go from here, though? We got to show a couple of death scenes. Like, we got we to gotta figure out some death scenes.
3: Well, like I said earlier, if, you know, the bodies are just slowly falling apart or, you know, whatever it happens to have taken over, it's just slowly just becoming decrepit and falling apart. So I think, like, yeah some like good explosions or just some fucking melting scenes would be good,
1: okay, yeah, definitely on that. I feel like one of the guys should like fall no one, and like nothing. turn into a slab of whatever the fuck the ones that are trying a to escape. sludge yeah, and then he like like kind of like morphs under the car, like morphs or like crawls like oozes under the car. Like, I don't know, like maybe there's like they get into a diner or something like that and start slaughtering people. And then their friends are like, dude, you just killed yeah, everyone. And,
3: maybe, and we could have some good scenes of like, like, like Taylor said, uh, that they, they get to a certain point where they're so disfigured and like falling apart that they merge together. We could have some good scenes of like bodies like fusing together or, you know, being together with a fucking, uh, I don't know volkswagen
2: sure something
1: (laughs) dude i think that would be a good idea uh for the three people that get out that try to escape and like they're still cognizant so that they're arguing with each other but they're like incapable of stopping themselves from doing things hilarity ensues
2: right (laughs) what about like at the party while the party's still raging this may be a little bit step back but like some people are fucking and the guy gets infected while he's fucking this chick and then it's somehow become merge one they're as they're fucking oh yeah there we go
1: <laughs> let the shunting begin that's awesome
4: that's awesome like
3: their skin just kind of slowly like like, like, like he tries to pull out and out. he's like oh shit together.
1: right She's like, get out get out don't come and he's like i can't <laughs> <laughs> and it could be a dude i don't know
2: oh man you just had to go there i don't we you don't know judge. i'm not judging i'm trying we to be judge. fair
1: i'm trying to be fair yeah it's fine like why does it always have to be a girl so he's going to Brown Town and some happen. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're playing video games while he's doing it from behind. And then like, he like, realizes they're stuck together. <laughs> oh, yeah, he
3: thinks it's just like, it's like
1: getting tighter or like
3: dried out or something, but it's really their skin's just slowly fusing together.
1: <laughs> I like that idea. I think ultimately everybody just gets infected, pretty much. So it's almost like the end of the world. It doesn't matter what they do. But it's like yeah. this noble effort, and the big hurrah is Skeeter shooting up in that fucking missile,
4: like. This. <laughs> and then, like the very end, after after the missile explodes, you could show like the fucking Eiffel Tower coming alive and becoming a monster, or and then the fucking like uh, Taj Mahal coming becoming a monster, and just show all these landmarks all around the world just to show that it's this giant global thing, and the world is just fucked.
1: Yeah, there you go. Little clips just towards the end.
2: And what about instead yeah. of like. Skeeter being the rocket? Like, Skeeter's the guy that has to, you know, stay behind and, like, hold the lever so it could launch.
1: So he's, like, sacrificing himself for him, for his friend. But he's, he's trying to say, he knows that he's going to die by shooting up in this missile or rocket or whatever to try to kill it. Okay. But Skeeter feels bad, maybe because he was pushing the 696969 over and over <laughs> and caused the portal to open up. So he's like, I'll do it, bro. Takes a bong rip, gets up there, has, like, some other chick comes with him that's drunk and doesn't know what's going on. Like she was already
2: on the rocket somehow. Or like. yeah. <laughs> or
1: maybe it's just another friend and they make out and they and then it turns into a fucking slab of meat and slaps against the cosmic monster. There we go. I like that. I, I feel like we need to do something with the tree monster, though. Like, it, like... It needs to rape somebody. Like, it needs to go into the city <laughs> and rape somebody. Hold little on, little dead trope in there. This is not Evil Dead. Evil
4: Dead homage. Yeah,
1: yeah right. <laughs> I think it would be funny if, like, with the contrast of a tree in a big city. I don't know. You, th- you, so you don't just think have this of... tree, like,
4: walking down 34th Street or something?
1: Yeah, smashing out buildings and shit. Like, it's just, like, a huge creature, <laughs> hulking
4: beast. Just, yeah. Just coming into have, like, town, the have the red bridges. Bridges around. <laughs> yeah, it's but like, fuck a... this, fuck Did this. you say,
1: I am bloop. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: Maybe it's, like, chopping down humans by their fucking ankles and shit. It's just eating them. tree vent like... shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, such yeah. a great
2: short movie, dude. Just stomping <laughs> on babies and shit. Oh, dude, that baby scene was ridiculous.
1: Was so brutal. <laughs> I feel like it needs to get in there. Maybe the army's in the city, too, and they're, like, trying to stop it. And they're, like, shooting everything at it, and he's just smashing everything.
3: Yeah, because he... You can't shoot a tree. I mean,
1: maybe some Paul Bunyan-looking motherfucker comes out with an axe or a chainsaw, and he just gets <laughs> smashed by the tree, you know? What if you have then some he has fucking to, like, jump tree on hippie jump comes it, out? Like... There you go. Bro, everybody just doesn't understand, and everybody... Save the tree! Yeah, save the tree! Crush. i chain myself to this tree!
4: Yeah, as he gets, like, crushed. And it will Jeez.
3: love you back. <laughs>
4: well, right, what and the if tree he's... absorbs him. There we
1: go. <laughs> What if he's just so high he just starts riding on the back of the tree and he's like laughing and shit as it's destroying everything? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude! Woo! He's like on acid. Yeah, yay motherfuckers! <laughs> yeah. Bro, I told you to hug, not kill, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and then the Paul Bunyan dude comes up to try to kill the tree. You know, not, he's not Paul Bunyan, but you know what I mean. Some fucking guy, some lumberjack looking dude with what a chainsaw. What was
3: Paul Bunyan?
1: <laughs> Blue ox comes out of nowhere and smashes <laughs> into it.
4: That's so the guy, the lumberjack comes out with the chainsaw, tries to chop down the tree. Tree absorbs the chainsaw. Now you got a fucking chainsaw tree. Oh, fuck.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, there you go. Hey. You know, like, maybe he chops off some of its fingers and everybody's, like, cheering him on. And then it just, like, crushes him with his fist. And then it absorbs the chainsaw, and everybody starts screaming and running. <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of cool. All right, I think we got a pretty good uh, idea here. Is there anything else you guys want to add to it, or? Uh, I think we yeah I think we got a good thing going here. Yeah, I mean yeah. I I don't mind adding more kills if you want or whatever, but oh, there's gonna be plenty of kills. But I mean,
3: I think it's gonna involve just a lot of uh, crushing and melting and
1: <laughs> yeah morphing it's almost like slither meets the blob meets the thing meets exactly uh, grave plot podcast meets (laughs) beyond the void (laughs) podcast you know all the greats (laughs) channel what is the tagline you came up with a pretty good one you should tell me repeat that what did you say that we should have came up with for uh what was it oh johnny on the spot oh Oh, uh
4: right time right time wrong place no right time right place wrong guy there you
1: go. Yeah, that would have been a better one, I think. Maybe we we'll get, like, if you guys got some ideas for this uh, movie called The Cosmic Monster, which is the worst fucking title ever, um, you're welcome. Alex fucked us all, guys. <laughs> hey,
4: it didn't turn out bad. The movie turned out all right. No, that's the tagline. Alex fucked us all. <laughs> uh, I,
1: I mean, I'm, no. <laughs> no. What Sorry, about
2: everyone. What about we're that's all in this mark. together?
1: Yeah. Ooh, that's kind of funny. What if it is sorry, everyone? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Because it kind of like puts the humor and the end of the world into a nutshell. I don't
4: know. I kind of like P- Patrick said, we're all in this together. And if you think about like everybody's, you know, becoming the. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like... Yeah.
3: I don't know. Something Something about like us like sticking together.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's like as the world falls apart, we all stick together. There we go. There you go. There you go. There Perfect. you go. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good idea. That's as that a good collaboration. <laughs> yeah dude that was fun man yeah was that good, was good. stuff. yeah i had fun doing that with you guys like sounds it's sexual, definitely but... a
2: lot easier when you got stuff to bounce off of when it's just not you and me like we're just oh like...
1: yeah it is totally because it's like sometimes like we're stuck in a groove you're stuck in a groove right and it's like somebody else can give us like a new direction so
4: but yeah, yeah man yeah it was fun nice. i had a great time
1: yeah we have to do this again sometime
4: yeah, yeah for sure if you guys ever want to come on our show we can do that too yeah uh, we can do that I'll come all over your so show. Yeah, we'll come on that show.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm out of control today. I don't I know got why. some more symptoms. I feel over like here. I feel like Mike's back on the show like with my attitude. <laughs> <laughs> like I really do. But yeah, guys, um so that was our Grave Plots, Grave Plot Podcast Beyond the Void Podcast. Podcast s- pod- segment po- podcast. Uh, no, but yeah, that was the Cosmic so many Monster podcasts. I want to thank Taylor and Tony for coming on. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, thanks, bros. Hey, thank you for having us. And uh, if you guys want to check out Grave Plot Podcast, we'll put a link below, and we'll probably have pumped their shit already on all of our social media anyway. So be sure to look out for them and listen to their podcasts. Yes,
3: do, please. Do that. (laughs) Do exactly that. We're fun guys. Listen to us, please. (laughs) For the love of
1: God. Uh will yeah, do anything. But, <laughs> I'll suck your dick. Um, no, <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> so now we want to go ahead and go ahead and thank our friends from the Grave Plot Podcast who have been nothing but awesome to us, and thank you for not suing us or letting us sue you. <laughs> Leave that up in the air. Yeah, these guys are pretty cool. Yeah, they're fun guys.
2: And I can like imagine one of them at the end of my dick.
1: I'll never. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm gonna keep that in. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, Tony and Taylor. Um, uh, <laughs> I just want to make puppets out of you.
4: <laughs> Human
2: wants, puppets. He wants to be my sock. Just want to diddle you a little bit.
1: Um, but no. Thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Uh, if you guys haven't already, please do Give them a follow Give them a shout out, let them know what you thought Now it's time For us to go ahead and take a journey Down to Open
0: our that crockpot
1: <laughs> Open that crockpot For the flesh and potatoes segment Of our Blob V Blob So I want to go ahead and start this off, me and you, talk about this a little bit to them, about what our first experiences of these Blob movies that we saw. Like, which one did you see first? We don't want to go into too much detail because we're going to break that all down for each movie in order of its time. So which movie did you get to see first out of the two? Uh, the original Blob. 1958. Yep, the 1958 Blob. Um, when I first saw
2: it, I, I don't think I was young enough to appreciate it. Right, but watching it now again, you kind of notice some of the subtleties that were actually pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I can't. Re- I definitely saw the first blob. I believe that they used to have it on TV. Right. Uh, they actually, I I believe they would play it on like Sundays and shit like that. You know it seems I mean? like
2: something like because I know TNT used to do a creature feature right like segment.
1: It's really surprising how much the first one has gotten so much love. Right, You know, like it is a, it's a movie that if you said the blob, like literally I'd say 95% of the people would know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, if you mentioned the blob, you really, there's just so many people that will really understand and know what you're talking about. I mean, obviously there's probably some younger fans that might know the like comic book character, the blob. Right. But it's just interesting that like you could say it and they would know one of the two movies at least. That we're about to talk about. And I think for a creature feature, I think these are fucking one of the more unique creatures. Definitely towards the top of the list. Right. Like, it's just, I've always been fascinated with it because it doesn't have some sort of personality. Or shape, really. Yeah, it's just like, it's fucking crazy. Like, I don't know. It's just weird. It's such a weird idea. And I think they even did a version of this with, like, Godzilla. When they did Godzilla versus a smog monster, oh, yeah! Which I always considered to be a blob movie. Really, it really is. It's very similar to it. Like they treat it almost identical to the blob. Hmm. So I definitely have a feeling that they kind of gave it like that kind of um, you know homage in a way. But it was also they treated it as smog because back in that time it was like you know save the planet. Everybody was all on board, you know what I mean? Like, you were thought of as a piece of shit if you didn't want to save the planet. Nowadays, (laughs) people are like, whatever, it's like, we we saved the planet already. (laughs) That that already happened, dude. There's no such thing as global warming or whatever else that you want to fucking say. It's all a lie. It's fake news. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, so the blob, the first one, came out in 1958. Was that Yeah, with old Mr. Cool Hand Luke there. Yeah, um, they actually came out, uh, the director of this movie, uh, there was two. There was Irvin S. Yeworth Jr. and Russell S. Dalton Jr. It says that they're uncredited, but apparently they had a couple multiple people shooting this film. Also, it was written by Theodore Simonson and Kay Lineker and uh, others, it says. Some of the actors... Mr. Steve McQueen himself. I enjoy the way he acts. He's just so cool, you know?
2: <laughs> he just really is. Well,
1: for his time, he was, like, very uh, unconventional. Like, right. I don't know, like, it was... Like, it was, he was a wild card. Yeah, he was kind of a wild card for that time. Also, Annette Coruscant and Earl Rowe was in this movie. Who He played Lieutenant Dave. Right. Who was always constantly saying... Oh, we'll, uh, we'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, we'll do it tomorrow. Eh, tomorrow. Like, <laughs> he was like the millennial of the 50s. <laughs> I'm kidding. Like, I, I, I'm not one of those people that give a shit, but that's just the stereotype. <laughs> God damn.
2: I can't stop, dude.
1: Eh, <laughs> uh, we'll do it tomorrow. Oh, shit. Oh,
2: Oh. Is that really that funny? It was fucking hilarious. Dude.
1: You're fucking making me laugh just because you're
2: laughing so hard. All right, we digress. I'm sorry, sorry guys. Woo! I
1: haven't seen you laugh like that before.
2: I, I rarely snort. That's when you know I think something's
1: fucking hilarious. Uh, just, I mean, I don't even. I didn't even think it was that funny. But. <laughs> And I laugh at my shit all the time.
2: <laughs> right. I'm an easy laugh, just like an easy lay. You know,
1: <laughs> dirty, oh, dirty birdie. Miss Janet, if you nasty. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so let's get an idea of what you think of this movie. Like honestly, think about it first of all after rewatching it, and then then think about it from when you first saw it when you were younger. Try to compare the two and come up with your own personal opinion of that
2: oh you're asking me i thought you were yeah. asking the, the listeners
1: actually let's ask the chair right here what hello chair think? what
2: do you think of this interesting
1: huh they do, it's not talking to us patrick oh you don't hear it I, I, maybe I we should them. just ask you
2: instead what do you think you know <laughs> like i said before when i first saw this movie uh, i was so young that i kind of this didn't grasp what they were trying to you know put out there
1: maybe it was just too young well, it is pretty dated. I mean, even people that are older than us didn't even grow up in that era. Right. It's 1958, so we're talking like 60 years ago. Right. Essentially, 60 years ago. Well, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like six or seven. So, like,
2: I I remember it coming on TV and my dad watching it. Right. And just kind of not following along.
1: Yeah, it wasn't like super graphic or gory or anything. So. Right. It didn't have to like be censored, so it was like one of those movies, kind of like uh, Gargoyles. You ever see that show when you are a kid? Oh,
2: dude, I love Gargoyles.
1: I, I just watched that recently, not too long ago. Oh, you
2: watched the whole series again? No,
1: no, no, not
2: the the series. Oh, I thought you were talking about Gargoyles, the series.
1: It's like, <laughs> why? Series. How is that? Jesus like... Christ. No, Gargoyles, the movie, okay. was a TV movie that scared the piss out of me when I was a kid. I've never seen the TV movie. Oh, dude, you need to look that up. I think it's on YouTube. Oh, yeah? But it just, I don't know. The Blob had this like weird air about it when I was a kid. But I really like uh, i like the original one. Uh, it's hard, and I don't want to make comparisons to the new one yet, the no, 1988 no. remake. We'll
2: do that once we get into that one.
1: Sure. It's hard, because, yeah, I want to jump right into that part. But oh, yeah. I think it's a good movie. If I would have grown up at that time and not seen anything like it, it would have been amazing to me, probably. Yeah. You know, if I would have grown up with all these other things, it would have been the most oddball one of them all. I mean, first of all, the fucking intro song. It, dude, I love Beware it. Beware of the blob. That's probably the like... <laughs> and slides, crawling <laughs> on the door. <laughs>
2: it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I really enjoyed it, though. Yeah. It's, that
1: hokiness it, it hits good with It me. adds to the tone of the film. It's like a fun film in a way. Right. You know, it could be scary, but it's not a scary movie per se. It's just a creative one. In my opinion. Yeah, no, for sure. The movie came out, it was actually double build, So it was like a grindhouse, like double feature. Right. And it was double-billed as, with I Married a Monster from Outer Space. And it was one of the first original colored horror films of its time. And it might have also had an impact mm. for a lot of people. Plus, a lot of the effects that they did in the movie were pretty mind-blowing for its time. Oh, for sure, dude. The practical effects were pretty decent for that. Well, time. like they did. I wouldn't call them necessarily practical effects, but camera trick. There we go. Effects, sort of. You right. know what I mean? Like they did a lot of stuff that they tended to use in the second one, even or the, right. the remake. Like a lot of those optical illusions. Right. Steve McQueen, he plays like a seventeen-year-old in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he don't and, look seventeen. Yeah. To give you guys kind of an idea what the story is, if you've never heard of the Blob. God bless you. Bless your heart. You need to check it out. It's part of history, guys. Just right. do it. Do it. Do it. Anyway, to give you guys kind of a brief synopsis of this movie, an alien life form consumes everything in its path as it grows and grows. Essentially what happens is they're on makeout point, Steve McQueen and his lady, and all of a sudden they see us like a like a astra or comet shoot across the sky and land in a field near them, and they go chasing after it. When they go there, or they go to chase after it, they stumble across an old man who had already found the site before them, stuck a stick in the rock, it climbs up the stick, it melts down the side of the stick and gets onto his hand and starts fucking eating the shit out of it. They run into that guy on the road and help him out by taking him to the hospital which it soon does envelop the entire man. And then it just keeps growing. And it starts off that the, the, the blob is actually kind of like a silvery gray. Right. Like, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like, red and purple like it was, you know, in Not the Not fr- until it
2: got some blood in it, you know.
1: Right, and that was the intention. They wanted to, like, as soon as it was swallowing up bodies, well, that's when they were, you know, getting all the fleshy bits out of people and sucking all the blood out of them, Mm. which I thought was a pretty cool idea. Oh, yeah. This film has a lot of history. I mean, just the diner that's in this movie has a lot of history. They had it in Pennsylvania or something, and then they moved it to Hollywood, and then they chopped it up, and there's like pieces of it everywhere. I don't know what happened exactly from it, but I've read different conflicting reports, so I can't really say. I've heard that it's still around in Hollywood, but I've also heard it isn't. So it's a little confusing. They should have just left it where it was, to be quite honest. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. That town still celebrates. Oh, yeah. We were watching the, the Blob, yeah. 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 The Blob was actually um, the theater that they sh- that the scene of the theater in this movie. It's called the Colonial Theater. It is literally decorated the exact same way that it was from the movie. Because they have that much pride in the Blob. That they never want to change it. I remember the the town was what was it? Phoenixville, Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. They have a they have a fest every year called the Blob Fest. They have like Steve McQueen look-alike contests. They have tinfoil hat contests. Uh, they have screaming contests. They have people run out of the theater yeah, like they, they did in the theater like, which is pretty cool. An angry nerd. We watched a uh, a pretty interesting documentary. It's like a twenty minute documentary about uh, the Blob the 1958 version called Blob Town. It's pretty good actually. Oh, it was great. Yeah. He's always pretty good about what he makes. Yeah, he uh he actually wanted to make his way out there uh, or he got invited, I can't remember. But he came out, did a, you know, a whole thing on it, even interviewed Tom Savini and a bunch of people. And they even had like the original Blob. Yeah, they, it's still around, guys. Apparently this the Blob was made out of silicone and like red dye. Yeah. And A guy keeps it in a bucket, like a two-gallon bucket. Apparently, Uh, I thought it was the original bucket that it came in. Well, yeah, that they
2: kept it in. Oh, so, okay.
1: Yeah, but it's still the blob. It's weird. it it looks cool. It looks, I mean, it looks kind of like jam. Right, but it still has, as you look at it, you're like, yeah, that's a blob. Well, they said that, the guy said it's going to outlive him. Uh, but yeah, he has a book about the whole making of The Blob and how to make it. And uh, it, I haven't read the book or anything, but I figured if anybody's interested, if you wanted to check it out, I mean, why not? It's called the com, and you can go there and uh, get the book. Pretty cool. I mean, why not? Throw him a fucking bone, dude. Right. It's pretty cool. He spent some time on it. He owns the original Blob. It's pretty fucking cool. But, but he I- goes to this festival every year. Holds it up, shows everybody. It's usually right after when everybody runs out of theater,
2: it looked like. Then he comes out with the blob. Well, yeah, and he does it inside, too. Oh, does he? Yeah.
1: They have this festival, and it's pretty cool. It, It seems like a really good documentary. I'll try to link you guys with the movies we watched this week below. You can check out that documentary. Pretty cool, though. Check it out. One of the things I thought was pretty cool, in a lot of ways, it's like a feminist movie. Right. Because the main character... The chick who's in the movie that starts the whole movie out, she tells guys to fuck off in a way. (laughs) She doesn't say fuck off or anything like that. But he's like, Janey girl. She's like, it's Jane. Can you just Jane? Just call me Jane. Right. Which is, you know, at the time, it was kind of different and unique for a girl to kind of speak up in a way uh, about these things. I mean, so but Steve McQueen, of course, honors that and calls her Jane said Janie girl,
2: which is probably now that I think of it, probably one of the first heroines in Hollywood.
1: Uh, I don't know if she's the first. I know that there is there is technically one. I just don't. I didn't even do any research on that. But yeah, she. It's just interesting to see because not only does she talk back to Steve McQueen, she also talks back to Lieutenant Dave. And she, and we. I remember when we were watching. I was like, Damn! <laughs> Like, it was pretty good. She like fucking, she like verbally checked that motherfucker too. So I thought it was cool. Like, I, I don't know. I thought that was kind of unique for its time. You know, something different that they did. The old diner that we were talking about earlier was in a movie called Killer Instinct. And apparently, like I said, it was chopped up in 1967. Uh, also, Steve McQueen was offered about 3000 2500 to 3000 or 10% of the movie, the movie made $4 million at the box office. Okay, this blew the fuck up. So at the time, Steve McQueen, he was actually hurting for money a little bit, so he took the, the 2500 or $3,000 up front because he didn't think the movie was going to be a big deal, and it blew the fuck up. The movie's already made over $44 million, so if he would have gotten his ten percent cut of that, that's, yeah. a, that's a lot of money, man. That's a lot of cash. Yeah, I mean, it may not have been like life changing necessarily, but over the course of time, well, back then it could have been. Well, sure, yeah. I mean, the movie made four million at the box office, right? Ten percent that would have been a lot of fucking money, dude. Yeah. So, you know, hey, whatever. Sometimes you fuck up. You it's live, the you story. learn. Yeah. You know? The movie supposedly cost about a hundred and ten thousand to make even though they were given a $120,000 budget. So that that's pretty good. They they didn't like encroach on trying to like push the budget like they do nowadays. It's like, "Oh, let's push it to the limit." Right. What can we add to it? We got this budget, but back then they were like, "You know, we don't need all this." I mean, come on. But do you have any favorite scenes in this movie? One of my favorite scenes
2: that I enjoy the most is after they drop the guy off the hospital. Okay. They pass these greasers on the way that are apparently friends of this guy, and um, he race or he speeds past them because the guy's hurt in the car. Right. So they speed past him, and the guy kind of stops them when they come out of the doctor's office. and like, hey, you were in a hurry there. You the you the king, and they right. start calling him king, and they put a hubcap on yeah, his head. Right. <laughs> and um, they have a, a drag race, but they do it backwards because the guy said that he could beat his jalopy going backwards. Right. So, so after that happens cop sees him pulls him over and just the way that fucking he acts with the cop is just so fucking cool
1: right where most people would be scared out of their pants because it's the cop right and he just he's just so fucking cool right it's probably my favorite scene of the movie yeah I think that's a pretty good one there was a frustrating part for me in the movie which was that the old fucking woman at the doctor's office oh my god dude I was just like yelling at the TV I was like shut the fuck up (laughs) It's like, you don't need to speak for him. I mean, it, what, what frustrated me with that part in general is that they see this blob thing attacking people. They know that the doctor was there, and now all of a sudden they see him in the window. He's getting eaten by the fucking blob or whatever. Steve McQueen sees this, but not his date, Jane. And I believe he was called, they called him Flag, by the way. Did they? Yeah. The, the greaser guys called him Flag. They were like, what are you doing, Flag? Oh shit! But his name was Steve in the movie, so I'm wondering, in the remake, they yeah. call him Flag, right? So I'm kind of wondering, it's like a
2: tip of the cap,
1: right? Yeah, it's like because they only said Flag once, and it was kind of like a like a buddy or pal or they called him Flag. But the thing that really frustrated me is just seeing the fact that nobody believed them. Oh yeah, dude. Okay, they're 17 years old. Okay, I get it. But, like, if you were 17 and you saw someone killed in the fucking thing, yeah, maybe the story's a little elaborate and crazy. But I would be like, yeah, he was leaving before I got here and I made him fucking help this guy out. And, well, where are they at? They got killed or eaten or whatever the fuck. I don't know. But, like, I would have insisted on it. He's just like, oh, shit, I better just keep quiet right and and then like you know it builds up and it's like why won't they believe me and then this old lady comes in and she's like oh he left it's like no bitch you weren't here like how do you know when you didn't even know all this shit was going on like i don't know it just pissed me off and then she
2: starts like (laughs) cleaning up the crime scene you're like what are you doing
1: yeah well it's clearly
2: before you know fingerprints were that important well he even mentioned it's like well we need a dust for fingerprints right you don't think about that stuff like the forensic shit they do
1: well can i clean around the fingerprints <laughs> it's like what the fuck i mean she's a sweet old lady whatever but it, it just pissed me off i was like get out of here with your fucking nonsense
2: well it seemed like anything that he would say she would contradict it and right it's like oh my god did you, could you just shut the fuck up? <laughs>
1: I think one of the coolest scenes, though, in the movie, though, was probably the theater uh, when the fucking blob comes out of the holes in the projection booth. Oh, it looked pretty cool. It was just cool. And then everybody comes running out. I just thought, you know, that was really cool. Apparently, the movie, by the way, takes place at over 11 miles apart from all the destinations that they went. Right. So people were literally running... Like, it, I mean, they don't make it seem that well, that far, but right. if you if you actually account for how far away these towns were, these small towns, they were pretty far apart. So, but it's interesting. I I think it's definitely a movie that if you're a fan of the of the creature features, and especially in the fifties, or if you haven't even seen it, it's probably one of the more unique ones out of all of them. I also, think maybe kind of like. The Creature of the Black Lagoon was kind of weird. Oh, yeah, it was definitely good. In a way, those are very typical compared to the Blob, though. I Um, really enjoyed the original Mummy movie, too. Sure. But I'm just saying, like, of all those creatures, the Blob was the most creative. Yeah. Of all of them. For sure. Because you can't stop it. It doesn't have a fucking crux. It doesn't have some sort of silver bullet or cross or any of that shit. It's the Blob. And it eats people and it has no brain. It doesn't talk. It just kills everyone. <laughs> <laughs> the blob was actually called, they were going to call it the mass. Right. And, and then it got, and there's reports that it got changed. It was supposed to call the glob. Well, like when they were writing the screenplay or the script, it was the mass. And then they wanted to call it um, the glob. And apparently there was a comic book character, character right. by the name of the glob. So they didn't know about it, so they had to change it, and they changed it to The Blob. So I thought that was pretty cool. Right. Um, a lot of people hail this as the best Blob movie ever made. Me, however, I would like to talk a little bit about the remake. Let's which do that. Is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. And uh, now,
2: watching this movie in Blu-ray, I'm sorry, you guys. You guys missed out. Unless you don't live in America, you could probably <laughs> find it on Blu-ray, but here you can't. And he has a copy of this Blu-ray. Well, it there is, is
1: five thousand copies. I just happened to watch for the Blob, the remake of nineteen ninety-eight, or excuse me, in nineteen eighty-eight. I, I watched for it for like two, three years, dude. Online, there is an audio commentary by Chuck Russell, who was the director in this. Uh, he worked closely, directly with Frank Darabont. Uh, they actually worked on an Elm Street film uh, previous to this. This was
2: that was Dream Warriors, right? Yep,
1: sure was. Yeah, and which three was probably one of the most grandiose kind of... Well, you know, it's up in the air. You know, I think it's the epitome of the 80s. Right. I think it was well-written. I think it was the most creative, entertaining one of the entire series. It's
2: my favorite.
1: Nostalgia is a weird thing. You know what I mean? Like, to say that the original Blob is not as good as the remake is kind of... It's hard, because if I would have grown up in the 50s and had this extreme passion for it right and or if
2: you grew up in the, in uh, phoenixville i'm sure they just have that connection oh they of definitely do right
1: but yeah the the third one was directed elm street dream warriors was directed by chuck russell apparently frank darabont worked with him in uh the screenplay for that movie with wes craven bruce wagner so they all three worked on it apparently the blob 1988 remake was supposed to be the first movie of Chuck Russell. He approached Jack Harris who was the original producer for the original Blob movie and said, "Let's I want to make this my movie." But then they asked him to be on the Elm Street Three movie and he was like of course I'm gonna fucking do the movie you know what I mean right like, and I think he did an amazing job oh yeah so I think those two movies and I mean he Chuck Russell's done Head. he's done a, a shit ton of other movies that are good I mean The Mask is good I didn't personally like The Scorpion King uh, but he did do that movie he also did you talk about Jim Carrey The Mask yeah oh he did that yeah he did it right after the blob in 1994 oh wow and he did Eraserhead Or, excuse me, I said eraser head. Why did I say eraser head? He did eraser with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. He did bless the child, the scorpion, I am wrath. Uh, He's got some other movies that are coming up. He's got like a catalog of like six or seven films that are have yet to be released that have yet to be made or released. Yeah, they might be working on or whatever. But yeah, Frank Darabont by his side. Come on, man, fucking match made in heaven, in my opinion. Like I think. Whatever they did with the script was fucking amazing. Uh, a lot of the com- there were some comedy elements in this movie. Essentially, what this remake was, uh, and to give you kind of an idea, the synopsis versus the original one, a strange life form consumes everything in its past and grows and grows, literally the same synopsis as the original blob. The shots and scenery might be different, but the storyline is pretty much the same. It is pretty definitely, much. there is some differences to it. It's much more edgier than the first one, obviously. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. There's a little bit of a different character. There's Flag, who's like this kind of bad boy. Uh, there's this chick named Meg, who is kind of like a cheerleader. This other guy who's a who's like a the, the football captain, and they go on a date. And you think he's the main character of the movie, but it ends up being somebody else. I don't want to ruin it for people if they haven't seen it. But yeah, it's pretty much the same story. A little bit more story to it, I think, than the original one did. And a lot. And I mean heapings. Healthy heapings of fucking gore and practical effects. There was 34 people that worked on this fucking this movie in practical effects. Like Dude, just the color. It, it, it turned
2: the flesh. You know what I mean? Like that pink bubblegum kind of look. Yeah, it was like pinkish purple. It it. Yeah, but I'm talking about when they actually melt their faces and you like you like roll when they roll like that body over and right. you see the face and it's like that bubblegum pink color it just it pops so well. <laughs> it's so great. Well, what are your overall thoughts before we get into details? I definitely think this is this masterful Work of art. Thirty four people working on this, and you can just see the love in it. And every Tony shot. Gardner
1: was the the main guy who did the special effects in this. Right, uh, he was only supposed to be on for a short while, but he ended up taking on the responsibility of all of this. They had all like three different special effects teams. Like on that, this one was
2: just like focus on miniatures, and the other was right. like
1: mechanical, and right there was everything. There was miniatures, can- uh, green screen, everything in this movie. They used everything except CGI. But we'll get into that a little
2: bit. And this is probably one of the perfect marriages of that, where they actually kind of seamlessly blend all this together. They really did. Overall, storyline was good. Acting was good. Characters. Characters were well flushed out. Okay. And there was some really good humor in it. I mean, I had a couple of really good deep belly laughs in this fucking movie.
1: Yeah, there was some really good funny parts in there. It's just
2: a great movie. Anybody that says otherwise doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about.
1: Well, I definitely have, it made an impression on my life watching this movie. I remember it being on like Cinemax or something like that.
2: Yeah, I remember when I was younger, I caught it on one of those TNT late night movies things.
1: Was it on TNT? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, that must have been cut the fuck. Right. Dude. I, I remember, I think I remember watching on Cinemax. I don't think I was able to go see it in the theater, although I probably could have. My parents were pretty cool about that kind of shit.
2: Yeah, my parents didn't really care about that either.
1: Yeah, this movie is just so balls out. Like, it is so ramped up from the first film. Definitely for the times of the 80s. It is considered to be one of the goriest, most gore filled like practical effects beauties of its time in the 80s and it is some of the most creative shit I've ever seen and the, and you're right dude the fucking acting and the story and the characters are all really fucking good man
2: they are like there wasn't one thing I could complain about
1: yeah i mean it's 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 definitely got a storyline it doesn't it's not ambiguous really it's just it's a straight out story it almost feels like a Fred Decker film in a way Maybe not as silly, but there is some really funny elements in it. Oh, (laughs) yeah, dude. It really is. To give you guys kind of an idea of the budget for this film, it was given $19 million to make this film. It made $8.2 million at the box office. It was a flop. A disaster, Uh -uh. in a way. And it is now considered to be one of the biggest remakes of all time, alongside of the Fly remake. The Thing remake, it is considered to be a cult classic movie. And in my opinion, goes to show you that mainstream fucking critics and everybody that fucking has their opinion doesn't know their head from their ass.
2: Looking at you, Siskel and Ebert. <laughs> Actually, one of them. Is well, now, no, but...
1: they, there was some stuff that they were cool with. But it just I think it shows you that mainstream critics sometimes, they're making comparisons to like Oscars. Right. And I think, and a lot of times, like horror movies really don't get their fair shot. And so they become cult classics because people just love them so much.
2: They're just not recognized in mainstream media.
1: Right. And I don't know why. That's why I feel like eh, while The Void may not be the same, you know what I mean? But there's movies like that that are like cult classics in the making. Pontypool didn't get any love when it came out. And like, again, original storyline. I've never seen a storyline like that. Right. But it's a cult classic now. You know what I mean? There's a cult following for these movies. It's weird because if you look on Rotten Tomatoes, I believe gave this gave the Blob remake from 1988. I think it was like a six out, out, of, out, out of ten. Yeah, I think Metacritic was like five point something, and like the user scores are like five point five. Some people called it like a unnecessary remake, uh, but a undeniably gooey movie in my opinion as far as 80s go and remakes
2: go right perfect 10 across the board
1: right and i think other movies have tried to steal from it a little bit like uh you ever seen the well phantoms you ever heard of that movie
2: yeah with uh michael J. no that's frighteners
1: yeah it's not that one (laughs) no phantom phantoms like a motherfucker have you ever heard of phantoms i i've never seen it it was ben affleck was in this movie he plays a town sheriff okay there's a, quite a few other people, but there's nods to The Blob in this movie. Like, it has some of the special effects in that movie that kind of remind me of The Blob, and that's why I kind of like Phantoms. Right. Uh, which is, is, it's a really good book, too, by the way, if you haven't read the book. It's really good. And it's actually not a, it's not a bad comparison to it. Like, they do a lot of the same shit in the book hmm. or in the movie that they did in the book but yeah I think I think this movie, I think it did way better if i I just wish I could have seen it as a kid now, like
2: right, like grew up with it,
1: yeah, like seen it ten at ten years old, but I'm sure I probably saw it like at twelve, right, and just I... was in love with it. Chuck Russell made uh Kevin Dillon, who played the main guy flag, he made him have that mullet, <laughs> and it was funny I was watching an inter we were watching an interview with uh Chuck Russell, and he was like, yeah, I made him wear that. He's like, he hated me for it. <laughs> it's a pretty bad mullet. Yeah. And if you're not sure who Kevin Dillon is in this movie, by the way, he is now, he did the Entourage show. Uh, Shawnee Smith is in this as well. She did uh, the, the first three Saul movies, and I think she did like five, number five. Right. She like makes a, a comeback.
2: As, yeah, as Jigsaw's apprentice. Yeah,
1: she was uh, the chick with the reverse bear trap on her face. Wasn't she also the one that fell into the heroin needles? She may have been, yeah, I think so. That heroin needle scene is probably one of the most disturbing things. Dude, it was fucked, wasn't it? To this day, I just... That is like... It makes my skin crawl.
2: Yeah, it was pretty bad, dude. Just...
1: Oh, God, dude. There was
2: lots of little scenes in those Saw movies that just they pushed a limit, dude. But
1: she was pretty good at it, too. And I think she did a really good job in this. She plays a cheerleader in the Blob remake. And Kevin Dillon and her did a really good job together. Oh, yeah. I think they really did work well together. They were such complete different universes. One was like a, a metalhead fucking motorcycle guy, and she was like the fucking prom queen fucking cheerleader. You yeah, know? it felt
2: like kind of like a breakfast club in that sense. Right.
1: Yeah. I thought Kevin Dillon did a really good job as Flag. Did you know that Richard Greco was uh, up for the role? Oh really? Yeah, it was between him and Kevin Dillon. What would you think? How you think the movie would have turned out if it was him? Shitty. Yeah, yeah. I I I just don't think we needed Richard Greco in that film. Mm. He would have been hamming it up. I think. (laughs) Honestly, like I really think he would just been hamming it up. I don't know.
2: Yeah, he probably would have. He was. He is kind of hammy. He's almost like a Shatner in that sense.
1: It just would have reminded me of like a really bad 1990s movie. Yeah. With him in it. I mean, the special effects would have carried it, but I still think Kevin Dillon did a better job. Yeah. He's just really, he was really natural in that. I love like when they're in this scene uh, in the diner and she's like, him and her have seen the blob and know that it's like killing people. And she's like, screams at him. She's like, I'm tired of this shit. And he was like, what was that like? She's like, what? I've never seen you cuss before. What was that like? <laughs> <laughs> she starts laughing. Like, he's just so smooth in it. You right. know
2: what I mean? Well, their relationship, the way it develops, it definitely feels very organic.
1: It really did. And and Chuck Russell's a huge advocate of pushing for that kind of chemistry. Right. A lot of the characters in this movie were very likable. Like, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And which is great because the body count starts rising up, it's pretty indiscriminate. Like even like even the asshole cop, you you start to
2: be like you know he's not so bad.
1: Well, yeah, well, and his character's really strong and really good.
2: Yeah, which if you guys don't know I can't remember his the actor's name. I'm not sure, if, but it was the guy who was in RoboCop who get com- towards the end gets completely like enveloped uh, in toxic waste.
1: Help. <laughs> <laughs> Which he... Kevin Dillon and him were fucking phenomenal together. I love the fact that he, like, kisses his face. He licks his lips. Oh, yeah. And he's like, what are you going to do about it? And he's like, uh, yeah. And it was, like, a big lick, too. It was oh, like... yeah, dude. Like, you might <laughs> just think about this for a second. Like, how many times they probably had to do that. Yeah, And right? how awkward it was for both of them.
2: He better had a clean mustache. He, like, had, like, burger yeah, flakes in it and, or something. And, you know,
1: I think about it. I'm like, he really just kind of wiped it off a couple of times yeah and then he was just like yeah it's back to business (laughs) i was like if some fucking random person it doesn't matter male or female just come up and lick me i'd probably be like what just fucking up (laughs) especially if i'm not attracted to that sex you know what i mean like fuck's sake man also talk about flag uh he rides a motorcycle in this and there's like a stunt in the movie where he jumps over a bridge
2: yeah they said that was real
1: yeah that was a real thing and uh the stunt guy who did the uh, jump, he almost hit the helicopter like fans. He came right. really dangerously close. He landed the bike on the other side, popped both of the tires, and just shook it off like it was nothing. And uh, he was like, yep, oh, yep, yeah, it did it. You yep. know, like, it was pretty cool. Like, I don't know. I mean, that scene is, it's not that amazing. But it is pretty cool because you see you see the truck go down, you see him jump over, and the helicopter's going real, real Whoa, close. Whoa, what's cool
2: about that scene is... You know it was one shot, one take, and that was it.
1: Right. I think they did say that it was only one shot that they did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. The Dell Close guy plays the priest in the movie. He right. is actually a comedian. He used to coach Jim Belushi. Oh, really? Yeah. He plays the priest in this, and he's like, ah, oh, father. Which one of my favorite scenes in- involves him? Do you remember when Scott Jeske and the main guy, Paul Taylor... Was Meg's date, which is played by Shawnee Smith. And then Paul Taylor was uh, Donovan Leitch Jr. Right. But Paul and his buddy go to the fucking store to get a fucking some condoms and shit like that. His uh, buddy Scott Jesky, who's played by Ricky Paul Golden. And he goes in, he's like, hey, pal, to the fucking pharmacy guy. He's like, hey, pal. I uh, need a pack of Trojans and uh, what are you ones like a, a banaca and some banaca spray, yeah, which is totally popular back then. Wait, wait,
2: yeah, if you guys don't know what banaca is, it was like with aerosol spray.
1: Yeah, you would spray mouth. mint in your mouth, basically. Right. It was like it was like spraying like I don't know, like a French mouth bath. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like fresh. Like an your Irish shower in your mouth. It was mouth. a mash, you know breath freshener. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but they go in. He's like, hey, pal, give me a fucking Banaka and some Trojans. He says it kind of dick. Right. And then the, the pharmacy guy goes back. All of a sudden, after he asks for the Trojans and the Bianca, Banaka, priests pa- yeah, the come preacher. over. Yeah. <laughs> Dell comes over and just fucking, he's like, oh, Scott Jesky or I played a great game out there today. And he's like, oh, thank you, father. And he's like, yeah, how are you? And he's like, oh, I'm doing great. The hay fever's acting up, though. And then uh, the pharmacy guy comes back, and he's like, what do you want, ribbed or regular? And it's like a really awkward moment for this Scott guy, the Scott Jesky guy. And he's like, oh, they're they're not for me. They're for my buddy Paul over there. He's got this really naive girl. (laughs) Right. And he's trying to impress her. And it's like, I told him, that you know, you got to wear condoms, you know, because like you got to be safe, you know, because that's just the kind of guy I am. <laughs> and then the pharmacist is like, why doesn't your buddy just pay for the, the condoms then? And he's like, I don't know. I had to drag him down here as it was. He's so irresponsible. <laughs> and, and then, then, and then <laughs> fucking Paul, what does he say? He's like, come on, let's go already. She's waiting. Yeah, he's like, I got this girl. I don't want to keep this girl waiting. And he was like. He needs a muzzle. You know? <laughs> so it's this fun dialogue that's going on. And then fast forward and he's going to pick up the date, actually. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul goes to pick up Meg and the family lets him in. And she's like, oh, I want you to meet my father real quick. And she's like, hey, dad, this is Paul. And he's like reading a newspaper and he pulls it down and he just looks at Paul and he's like, ribbed Rib, ribbed yeah <laughs> dude that's so great it was fucking hilarious yeah, just dude. the
2: way he says it, i can't even mimic the way he said it i
1: know that was very long-winded of me but i just love the scene so much that you have I, to set it up you have to kind of set it up because it's one of those long-winded jokes right like it's a very long-winded joke that pays off really well but yeah man fuck i love that scene some other stuff about this film that I thought was pretty interesting. They used a lot of the same film process as the first movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with miniatures. They did full scale. And miniatures, by the way, guys, isn't always like little tiny scale models. They could stuff. be anywhere
2: from four to six feet. Yeah, you know? they
1: can be like human size scale models. So whatever works out for the shot whatever they need to do for perspective or something like that they also use mechanical puppets green screen I think they'd use stopped animation um, with the, spra- the the amazing practical effects uh, they put it all together like you said very seamlessly some parts are better than others but I think overall I think it it shines overall it just it, it just works it did better than most movies that tried to do it Yeah, like, you can tell that it's not real in certain things, but the way they did it, it was just so good. I don't know. They did have one scene, and I mentioned this earlier, where they were going to use CGI. And Chuck Russell was talking about it, and he was like, yeah, there was a scene, it was like a really big scene, and we probably would have needed to use CGI. He's like, but in the final cut, we actually cut it out. He's like, I don't hate CGI, but I think some of the best directors mix a little bit of everything. Right. But you got to have those practical effects in the movie or it's it's just a pretty nightmare. It's just nothing. Mm. It loses all of its soul. Because it's artwork,
2: man. Right. It's Like you were saying, it's just a different feeling when you can physically see something in the room. Right. Other than being imposed.
1: This blob was made a little differently than the first one. It wasn't silicone. They actually used a thickening agent. It's called methicin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's methicin. It could be Matheson. But it was used to make the blob, and they made an ingredient. It's basically the same ingredient that McDonald's uses to make their milkshakes. Mm. To thicken up the milks.
2: And later they use it in the McRib. Actually, that's not true, but. I don't know about that.
1: (laughs) But I did watch watch the movie The Founder. Oh, how was it? It's pretty good, uh, but they talk about that thickening agent in it. Oh yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting. Uh, Chuck Russell was like, yeah, after I found that out, he's like I never really drank milkshakes at McDonald's ever again. Yeah. But I thought that the, the I thought that the blob in this one looked really good. I mean, clearly we're 30 years into the future, so they did have a little bit better handle on the techniques, but I think the color the overall practical effects that, like, they use so many different types of practical effects in this, it just blows me away, man. Like, they put a lot of love and passion into this movie.
2: Even with some of the props that, you, like, those suits they specially made for the movie for the uh, uh the what was they military or? Oh they... yeah, yeah. I mean, this it, it looked really fucking cool.
1: I think all the death scenes in this movie were just insanely good. Oh yeah. Like every single one of them. There wasn't one that I was like, meh. Like every single one of the deaths was so fucking cool. It just made you it just it made you want to peel off a layer of the blob just to find out like what other ways like <laughs> people were <laughs> melted and like stuck inside of the blob, floating around, and just I don't know. I'm jerking off verbally. <laughs> But it is that good to me. And if you haven't already seen it, you probably should. The, the movie has a lot of really strong characters. They were not afraid to kill them off. You never know who was going to die. And even some of your favorite characters would die, which it, it kind of made you feel like, fuck, oh man. Oh, right. Like, right. how did they die? And the way they die. Uh, we have to go over some of this. And this is. Our favorite scenes is probably going to be a spoiler alert for you guys. So if you guys want to... I mean, if you don't care, I would probably listen. We'll probably talk about these for the next five minutes. And then we'll give our final synopsis of everything, of what both movies and what we liked about it. I think you guys can probably already guess which one we've jerked over (laughs) the most. I mean, this whole office, my whole studio right now, is covered in semen (laughs) it's on his lips it's on my lips (laughs) well go ahead i'll let you go ahead and say your first favorite one don't go one to two because i want to do mine
2: all right so i'm gonna say my favorite scene has to be the make out point scene really yeah just because it's like you didn't see it coming you you're just like where is it
1: oh we're Scott Jesky, the the uh, Paul guy's best friend
2: right and some random girl so Scott Jesky, he is at make out point with some girl and he's making her drinks
1: yeah and she's drunk
2: and she is drunk by now and he's like trying to force himself on her right and then he's like you know, he's like, hold on, let me get you another drink. And he goes to his trunk and he One has. One of my favorite,
1: ch- fa- uh, famous cherry coolers.
2: Yeah, cherry coolers. And then his trunk is just like, dude, it's got stocked with An everything. An entire bar. Right. He makes his drinks and then you see like a scene from the woods and the blobs coming out into the car. And so Jesse gets back into the car with the girl and she's passed out at this point. And he's like, hey, I bought you a cherry cooler. It's like, oh, you sleeping? It's It's, yeah, it's kind of hot outside, isn't it? It's kind of hot. It's a scorcher. Scorching, right? <laughs> hey, hey let, me get, let me help you with your sweater there. And he, like, this some buttons your sweater, and he's like,
1: oh, maybe one more. Picante. <laughs> Sorry. And, and so yeah, he's, he, like, he, essentially, like, getting ready to rape the shit yeah. or whatever.
2: So date rape is in session. And so, like, he does the, the second button. And um, after this, he kind of looks, and he's like, yeah, and he sticks a hand in. And all of a sudden, the blob got him. That's where the fucking blob was the whole time.
1: Yeah, and then her face turns
2: towards him, sucks inwards. Right, and then all the tentacles and shit just
1: yeah, pop out of her dude. face.
2: Oh, man, it was so That was kind of Lovecrafty right there. Oh, dude, it was so good.
1: I was fucking, that was pretty cool, man. Yeah. And then you see him kick his foot out the window. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, pretty brutal. And I think there was somebody, like, with, like, a fake blob in there. Just like rustling around inside because <laughs> the camera angle is like low, so you right. can't really see in the car. But yeah, that was cool, man.
2: Yeah, it's probably one of my favorite scenes. There's another one, but I will let Alex take it away with his favorite. There's
1: so many. I mean, every single gore scene in this
2: movie was just fucking amazing. This, oh, God, it was, you could like make a poster at any one of these kill scenes. Just
1: watching all these people get melted and like the aftermath of the blob attacking him. Uh, the scene in the theater was one of my favorites too. Uh, there was like two parts in that one. There's the projection guy who's upstairs with the yo-yo. Yeah. Which is the same guy who is in wild at heart. And I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he was in wild at heart. And he was like, you fucker. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like if you've seen the movie, you'll know this guy. But anyway, guy goes looking in the air shaft, the blob takes him The manager of the fucking uh, movie theater comes up to find him because he was complaining about the air conditioning not working. And he can't find him. And all of a sudden, he sees this yo-yo drop because the fucking Projectioner guy was playing with a yo-yo the whole time. And the yo-yo drops. He looks up, and the blob is up on the ceiling devouring this guy. Like, half of his body is melted, like from the back of his bot, all of his back of his body is now submerged into this, except for, like, his arm, right? where the yo-yo's hanging. And it was just so cool, man, like, watching that happen. And then, when the fucking shit goes into the theater, it is so gratifying. Like, oh,
2: dude, it's like, yeah, no and the, whole the, bar. The,
1: the one guy that gets killed, too. So we got the guy in the car, which was one of your favorites, Yeah, warning about fucking rape. Like don't rape people, you're gonna get killed, uh, or have sex maybe. It's like an STD thing. Uh, then you got the theater where the guy's talking during the movie. He's the first one of the first ones to go in the theater. But there's a scene where Shawnee comes in to go get her brother. She she falls and sees this lady on the ground moving kind of, and you can't see her left side of her face because she's laying on her side. But she pushes her over and her face is like melted to the ground. And it just like stretches out like that bubblegum look that yeah. you're talking about. And that just right there was just fucking awesome to me. I love that. It was so good, dude. Watching people melt is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like any degree of melting is fucking cool. Right. Go ahead. What, what was your, one of yours? And we'll, I'll do my last one. And
2: we'll- uh, let me see. It may not have been... One of the blobbiest scenes. The
1: blobbiest. Did you just say? It?
2: The, the blobbiest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one scene where they're in the diner. This girl is trying to plunge out the sink, and uh, yeah. the the chef is like, "Let me do that. You know, go make a sandwich or something." So, <laughs> yeah,
1: don't get your sandwich hands <laughs> so splintered up. Right. Totally kidding. By the way, we it's love a- you
2: guys. No, but girls. So you know. Uh, there's a point when they're in the diner, and um, the sink's clogged, and the waitress is trying to unclog it, and the cook's like, well, move, let me try. And he, he gets it going. and Yeah, he was like- kind of
1: a dick about it in a way, like yeah. in a friendly fucking dick way. Right. Like, go make some sandwiches. <laughs> like, Tony's got it, you know? <laughs> fucking Paulo's got it, eh. Yeah.
2: So uh, he's like, you know, plunging it, plunging it, and nothing's happening, and then he. One of my worst fears, that I have never done this, and I will never do this, is stick my hand down any kind of like drain. garbage disposal. If there's a garbage disposal in it, it's not going in there. Even if it's just a regular drain. Just, <laughs> it's one of those things I'm just scared of. Oh, you haven't lived, Patrick. <laughs> yeah. You just stick your hand in there. Oh, yeah, that's, that's being alive. <laughs> so anyways. So it's clogged up. He puts his hand in there, and that's where things go wrong. He gets violently pulled into the sink
1: yeah dude and this is it's impressive because he's his arms and body are moving right and you see his head go into the drain and
2: you're like that's not gonna
1: fit and it just crushes it oh yeah and it's like i'm thinking to myself like how did they fucking do that scene it was seamless it's so it must have been a mechanical shot right Like, it wasn't really him moving like that, but they made it look so real. Yeah. Like, they used those mechanics to make it feel like a real live... But they suck his head down in there, dude. It was just so good. And then when the fucking... They hear all this commotion out there, because Flag and Meg are out in the dining room eating. And the fucking diner lady runs in, and she sees, like... His arm, two of his legs and his arm sticking up, like, one foot without a shoe and one foot with a shoe. Like, just, like, fucking shaking with blood.
2: Right. this so violently, dude. Dude!
1: And then...
2: After he gets completely sucked down.
1: Well, yeah, after all that happens, though, but I don't want to go too far into it. There's a scene where the diner lady goes into the phone booth to make a phone call to the police officer is
2: this one of your favorite scenes yes okay I was gonna I was I was deciding between those two
1: yeah there's a scene where they go she goes into the phone booth and she like shuts the door the blob completely surrounds the phone booth and is trying to force its way in and she's got her foot against one of those old, phone booth things where it folds inwards and she's got her foot there and she's trying to make a call and she calls and he's like oh he, uh, he left he went down at the diner or something like that and you see like the, the, the cop in the fucking blob and then it crushes in the entire phone booth and just the blob sucks into her with glass and everything and it was just a beautiful scene like, I fucking loved that scene. It was really, really good. They did that with a miniature. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a 4 foot. miniature. It was like a four or five-foot uh, miniature that they right. shot a camera from the downside. But it just was perfectly synced up. And like, I totally real.
2: agree with what he said in the documentary. It's like, CGI can't do that. Right. The way that that shot turned out, there's no CGI in the world that can replicate
1: it. It, it just, just makes it look real. It does. It takes a good editor, takes a good special effects guy, takes a good director. It's a combination of things. Like and 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 Chuck Russell is actually pretty cool about CGI. He's like, "Look, it is necessary sometimes and it can be done very well and they're doing really big things with it these days." But, yeah. It's like I understand, you know, they made the thing movie remake or the prequel right and it was a cgi nightmare there was a lot of cgi but it was done really well
2: yeah i still enjoy it just because i like to be in that world anyways and i've always wanted to know what happens at the fucking swedish camp or the norwegian sorry
1: but it does not it is a literally a joke compared to the original thing as far as practical effects goes yeah because that is one of the bigger movies, too. But You think they would have paid attention to that, too. I would say, guys, if you have not seen this movie, and we're pretty much done with spoilers, I think, at this point, right? Yeah. I would say that if you haven't seen this movie, you, and you like The Thing, the John Carpenter's The Thing, you need to watch this. You owe it
2: to yourself. You really, really do. Yeah,
1: it is. it will be just your cup of tea. Believe me. It is, the, it is far scarier than the original or any of the movies that remade it or did sequels or anything like that, like Beware of the Blob, The Son of the Blob, like all these other ones. It's it, They all pale in comparison to me. Why would you say, what is your favorite, which is pretty obvious, and why, Patrick? I would say, of course, the 88 version is
2: my favorite. Right. Because it's ooey gooey, and it's just got everything you want to see, and An 80s horror flick. Okay.
1: Do you think that, oh, the original one is good? Like, No, it is good. And it it, it definitely has a certain feel to it. But if you were to reach and there was like, pick one of these, you would go. 88. Yeah, 88. There it is. There it is. That's mine. I'm going to go jack one off (laughs) to this fucking movie. Like, rub it all over my dick. Maybe chew some bubble gum while I'm doing it. (laughs) Right, dude. I don't know, man. Like, I just love The Blob. It is by far the best movie to me of the two. Uh it's not to put down the original again nostalgia is a motherfucker. If you if if and I was talking to somebody on Horror Amino today about this, I think it was a crazy horror dude. Uh he was saying, you know, it's it's amazing how nostalgia is like the first movie you see in a series will be your favorite. That's not always the case, but I do agree on some
2: points that yeah.
1: It's like we were talking about demons demons one and two we both watched demons two first and or i think he said he did too but we both had we were partial to part two a little bit more than demons one because well one it was just crazy special effects like there was some really cool shit in it but it's just one of those movies that i saw first and it made me fall in love with the whole thing and then there was demons as well which is also a really amazing movie so, The Blob, the original, is also is a, an amazing movie for its time. It did things that nothing had ever been done before. It, it gets a lot of credit for that. But, <laughs> <laughs> I really do think the 1988 version is more my speed. Right. So, And that's no insult to any of you 50s fans out there, you know, but I just love it. It's my fucking, that's one of my top five movies.
2: Yeah. The thing, I totally
1: agree. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's quite a few. I mean, obviously the fly remake is amazing as well for fucking practical effects. So, and actually the second, I was going to say the two, yeah, it had some really cool shit in there, dude. That's
2: the one where like the baby comes out of the larvae and shit. Yeah. Yeah, It was that scene alone. It was just like, you open up with that. You're like, you're in for a treat. (laughs)
1: Like, I actually really like that one too. Anyway, guys. Yeah. I think that's enough of our verbal masturbation. Right. You guys can wipe your lips now. (laughs) Yeah. If you guys have a favorite of the two, please sound off in the comments. Let us know why you like it and which is your favorite. And let us know, you know, in the comment section of our YouTube, our Horror Amino, our SoundCloud, wherever you'd like to do it. But uh, we love communicating with you guys, having a conversation and laughing with you. So for all you listeners that have been sticking with us since you've listened, we love you. Yep, And for all you new guys out there, thanks for coming. And uh, we hope to see you again. Yeah, we hope to see you again, yeah. I think that's about it, Patrick.
2: All right, guys. Well, fuck off. (laughs) No, don't say that. (laughs) All right, guys. You guys have a fucking safe week, and I hope to see you next.
3: Yeah,
1: we'll see you next time, guys. Thanks for stopping by, and long live the
0: void. Tune in every Monday for a brand new episode.